Welcome back, everyone, to a big episode of the Hooligans Pitch. As always, I'm Chad. And I'm Michael. And we got a big show today. There's a lot we of action that happened. Two whole match days to go over. Uh, we got to talk about VAR this week. It's been a big week for it. <laughs> can, I, can I say Not, one, one thing here, Chad? The last time I yeah. saw you, Holland only had six goals. <laughs> We're double digits now. Oh my gosh, I'm not ready for him. He's got to go. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk VAR afterwards, and then got to, uh, of course, wrap up the uh, transfer window. Who came out on top? Who uh, didn't do much? AKA Lester. Mm. You know the only thing worse than Lester this weekend? VAR. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, yeah, we're gonna both pick our uh, our transfer most exciting transfer eleven and see what we decide on and add them into the league and more data for everyone to absorb. The data's great, man. Uh, so far, yeah. next best, you know, I brought in a player from next best. Uh, Glenn brought in Mitrovic, and I feel like now bringing in the transfer team, that's mm-hmm. twenty two extra players that aren't even picked yet that I know after World Cup or even earlier, people are going to start filtering in. So, um, yeah, sure. the extra data is just going to go a long way. So I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's cool because, like, I mean, I know we've said it before, but normally, you know, everyone picks their team and then, you know, that's the pool of players we have to go off of. You don't really have any unpicked players with, like, for sure data of how many points they're going to score. So it's, it's nice now that, yeah, we're going to have an extra 22 players of that will have tracked data and give people a little more uh, confidence in some of these subs i think well t- two out of the top 10 players right now were next best and now they're on team so i i'm not surprised with how that's going um what, what first off what, what beer are you drinking what we start with oh i'm going with a uh, a sacramento classic here track seven panic oh, ipa man. let me try and uh block this a little bit yeah, I, can see that. I, I, I miss that beer there's a brewery out here um that ripped off the seven from track seven. I don't remember oh. the name of the brewery. I got to find out, but I, I saw the logo. I was like, track seven's out here. I was like, expansion, yeah, psych. It was like, <laughs> I don't know, seventh Boulevard or something. I was like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> uh, then I'm Dang. going, I'm going Colorado, little hometown. Well, not hometown, uh, but I just miss it. I, I it, mean, that whole Voodoo Ranger collection is just top tier. It, it, they've done incredible stuff with, I mean, the, the OG Voodoo Ranger is good, and then all the flavors they're bringing in now. Love them. Uh, New Belgium's doing their Tour de Fat right now, which is a giant beer party that they throw, and they do a bike tour around Fort Collins. And then, oh, oh man, I'm watching their Instagram. Just, oh, my heart just breaks a little, but Dang. that's okay. Do they bring out a uh, Oktoberfest beer? Um, I don't know. Because hmm. I'm say, keeping yes, my eye out for I those. Like, it's I'm... called the Atomic Pumpkin had it it's a little spicy mm. i like it. is it pumpkin-y though or like no yeah it's more like um i don't cinnamon's a bad word for it but it's like it has yeah. that hint of that like kind like, of spice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i okay. like it i thought it was pretty good okay because i'm like i'm ready for these oktoberfest beers to come out like sierra nevada's got an incredible oktoberfest mm. uh i mean the sam adams one is always pretty good surprisingly yeah yeah so I don't know how they do it. Rest of the year is like meh, but <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I've been to that brewery in Massachusetts. Okay. It was cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right, you ready to dive in? 
Yeah, might as well. We got a lot to talk about here. Okay. Well, let's start with Fulham. Yeah, match day five, Fulham versus Brighton. I thought Brighton was going to win that game. Look, <laughs> I mean, on paper, I thought this was going to be like a back and forth the whole time. <laughs> and then as we started watching it, it just uh, it's a started a little quiet. <laughs> I was going, man. But, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely like picked up in the second half. I mean, obviously, it was what it ended, yeah, 2-1 to Fulham. So it came alive at some point. But I just think Brighton looked a little bit sloppy. They did. They just... Their back Something line was a little un- unpredictable. They didn't look yeah. organized. Um, yeah. And then our boy Mitrovic, man. He's dude, just a nuisance. Dude, six games in, uh, six goals. He's scored in the last four games. He, he's I, I, There's unstoppable, which we all know who that is right now, and he's one yeah. tier below it right now. And for Fulham, yeah. that, with, can you name me like five players on Fulham? I guess you probably could, but... It's it's one of those teams that not a lot of teams yeah. are buying from ever. No, yeah, yeah, and I think Mitrovic, having been in the Premier League before and like didn't do great, I think what he had like three goals last time he was in it, and then now to be back and yeah, well as of this five games in and and six, scoring six in pretty six. much every every game like yep. yeah it's it's he's uh I I don't know that he'll stay at the top of the goal scoring really? list like I, I think i think some people start to wake up as the season will go on but okay. um i mean yeah he 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 always looks a threat he'll always be a threat i think this season so this is a loaded, sake, loaded question oh, and we're we're two months away oh, but no. you, you're gonna pick him for the world cup pool you probably haven't seen his group which <sighs> we'll have a podcast dedicated yeah. to the world couple but i was looking at the pools and he's in one that's like Ooh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, I haven't looked close enough at the groups and everything, but he, he'll definitely be a thought because he's already playing with confidence and he'll be, like, pumped up for the World Cup. And The man scored 40 goals last year. Well, yeah. He's just that's... riding that into this season. I think it's just going to continue. Um, yeah. I, I, think I mean, I saw a um, one of the, like, post-match commentators was kind of making a good point of, like, since last season ended and then the summer break was pretty small compared to a normal year that like it seems like a lot of players that were in good form have been able to just continue that form into this year there's no not been that normal kind of summer hangover which makes sense at least in Mitrovic his case you know tell that to Liverpool give some eye rolls oh my goodness sheesh um I just I just do want to bring this up to Mitrovic though the only game he didn't score in was Oberhampton and um, again, we'll we'll get to Wolverhampton in a second because I want to talk about them because for them being a a bottom table team right now, uh, their goal differential is negative one. Jose yeah. Saw has just been slaying and just making sure his team is not conceding, but they've only scored three goals. Yeah. Uh, they have I think three clean sheets now. Um, and Mitrovic is the only one who uh, I guess Saw is the only one who uh, couldn't get by. Um, I'm sorry, Damn. Mitrovic is the only one who can get by Salah. Yeah. So it's really neat to see how good he is doing and how bad they are as just a whole. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, early days, but Mitrovic, he's going to be Fulham's key to survival. 
Yeah, if he's not <laughs> scoring, they're they're not gonna do much. But if yeah. he scores, they're I mean, they're gonna win. <laughs> that seems yeah. to be the trend. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that game wasn't all too too exciting for me. Um, no. If you got nothing more than that, I'm down to move on. And uh, yeah, we... no, no no controversial calls, I don't think. Um, not that I remember, no. Okay. Yeah, let's move on to Palace and Brentford. All right. Um, Anything stand out look, for you there? My standout moment was just Zaha again. You know, he's he's kind of playing that Mitrovic role for Palace. It's just like, if he's not scoring, they're not looking great. But, you know, his goal, that's that nice, as we call it, the FIFA shot from that top of the box beauty. corner and just like, woo, into the corner. Oof. Yeah, great goal. I love when they cut in like that too and arc it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the late winner for Brentford. I was unfortunate. I kind of I was pulling for Palace. I really like Vieira, man. I was so unsure about that team, um, mm-hmm. just because they've always been so mediocre. Like they've never been yeah. great. They haven't been, I guess, bad, but just like ugh, they've just been boring. So it's I fun. think in in past seasons, their squad like age profile has just been always like very. I'm gonna say old, but you know, like high twenties. 30 low low 30s like so they've been they have the I, I think the experience to survive and get through the seasons but just yet yeah, never have that that injection of youth and, and speed and um they seem to have be getting away from that over last season and this season so they look promising yeah but then good for brentford for getting the draw too i mean it's fun yeah. to watch that team i what are they sitting right now on the table uh eighth uh, nine eighth. points okay. um i mean they're tied with Liverpool, so... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you're even with Liverpool, you're probably going to have a pretty good season. Even though yeah. Liverpool's not doing great. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, I don't got too much more on that one, but I want to talk about this game, because upset, upset alert. Yo. Chelsea. Do they suck? Yeesh. So, in my notes, uh, one of the things I wrote down was that they just look short on ideas. Like it, that's so accurate. Yeah, they just they they they're scratching their heads almost at all times. Yeah, it seems like if if it's not a clear breakaway or something like that, like they just kind of dribble down and you know pass around, look for the opening, but you can't do that straight ninety minutes. Like you got to have some creativity or some interesting thought, and they just don't seem to have that, I, I especially think, this game. I think. I still have just inter bias, but not seeing Kovacic start is it doesn't make sense to yeah, me. Yeah. Because what they on, started He plays uh, this this really good central midfielder role where he's just ping, he can ping passes or he can settle the ball and look for the runs. Um he subbed on at the 46 in that game, but it, it was like not a desperation sub, but when you're subbing someone on the 46th minute right after halftime, it's kind of like a, ah, like, we need to do something here. Like, yeah. go get him, kid. But like, <laughs> And he's just like, okay, I guess I'll try. I don't know. It, it, it seems forced. And uh, yeah. it's not natural. It, 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 it's hard. Chelsea's like a hard um, team to wrap your head around, I guess. Like, I feel like they... In the names that they have, they should have pretty good quality and pretty good, you know, build-up play and everything. And they sometimes do, like sometimes it works, but other times it just looks like this, or just like flat. And 
they don't know what to do. And, and it, I don't know, it, it must be frustrating as a Chelsea fan to, you know, watch this and, you know, you, you go and win the, um, the champions league one season. And then like the next season you're like, good. And then this season, like not much has changed, but like you're looking worse now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. Um, that's why I wanted to get Jordan in here to like really get his thoughts. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't watch, mm-hmm. I haven't you know watched him consistently over the years. So I really want to see what he thinks is the big, big change. Yeah. Um, I do have this idea with them though. You know, Tiago Silva's old. I think he's, God, what is he, 36 now, 37? He's got to be up there in age. And they got two great left-footed defenders in uh, Cucurella and uh, Chilwell. And Mm -hmm. I I was like, if they're playing this three at the back and having Cucurella, it's Cucurella, right? Double L silent? I think it's Cucurella. I would think so, yeah. It would be really interesting to see if they put Chilwell and Cucurella on the left, but had them, like, swapping because they're both very attack mm. like t- attack oriented and I would yeah. love to kind of see like your turn my turn type of situations um yeah. instead of just having one go one game and one go the other I think it'd be really interesting to overlap them and then have Koulibaly be more central playing the Thiago Silva role which you know he, he likes to push up he likes to attack he's the new yeah. um, Rudiger like he really is mm-hmm. um and then you know you could do whatever on the right hand side with Reese and uh um, who is it? Uh, Ozzy, and I, I, I think their their defense needs a change. It sucks. Let's see. In that Southampton game, um, Kukurea, Kulabali, Silva, and Ozzy played on the right. Chilwell subbed on for. Uh, it looks like they might have shifted it a little bit. So. Silva played more central, Koulibaly played central, and then they did have Kukurea and Chilwell chilling there, but it was mm-hmm. Chilwell and <laughs> Kukurea chilling. But that was too late in the game, and it was more, it was, again, like, we're running out of options here, let's try to just throw something out there and see if it works. Yeah. I, that's, I don't, again, who knows how to fix this team right now? I, good luck, Tuchel. Look, they got Dodgers money now. They just God, throw money at it. It's it's what Chelsea knows. <laughs> so what's what's what do you think is going to happen here with Abba coming in? Um, same old. I don't know. See, it's 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 hard because when he went to well, he came to Arsenal and always played pretty much like that left swing kind of like inverted winger role and. I mean, he had some great seasons and it just kind of fizzled out towards the end. But um, then he goes to Barca and they play him more as like an actual center forward. And he scores pretty good in, you know, the back half of that season. So if they bring him in here and play him at that center forward role, it could kind of work out the Barca way. But um, but then I don't know, with, with Sterling out there and... You know, if you're having Kai, Kai Havertz and Ziyech and all these guys that, like, kind of operate on the wings and want to, you know, either drive down with the ball or pick up the ball as, as they're running down. Like, Aubameyang is not your hold-up guy. Like, he, he wants to – he's a Timo Werner, which is, like, what I was saying in our banter group is, like, he's that same profile of player, well, yes, taller – he wants to get onto the ball like in a run, you know. He he wants to just yeah. beat the line rather than 
be that like Giroud player that like holds up and flicks the passes here and there and kind of you know facilitates the play. So, do you think do you think if Mitrovic was on Chelsea, he'd be ridiculous, like even better than what he's doing right now? I know that's, that's like that's a hot take, but I think it'd be really mm-hmm. really interesting. That would be interesting because that would give like. It would give Chelsea's front line a physicality they don't have and Stop won't have me. even with the bombing. Like that might have been a good shout. It would have like, been I don't, cool. I don't it know what you would have paid to get him, but I would hate it. I'd honestly hate it. <laughs> that would be really interesting to see, though. <laughs> they would be a villain team in my head now, and now because they're not right now. I've never really hated Chelsea, mm-hmm. but man, if they get Mitrovic, I feel like just be it'll be like. I don't want to go against them because that dude is just going to run into you and run over you and then score, which is what he did to Liverpool. And it hurt a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see how Aubameyang shakes out. Like, I mean, I already know he's going to score against Arsenal because that's just the way life works. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, respectfully, I hope he scores a couple goals and that's it. But, um, you know, it. Aubameyang in in this later part of his career is just kind of that like journeyman point yeah. where it's like club allegiance doesn't really matter anymore. It's just like wherever I can go and get paid and play still at like a high level. So I, I'm not. I know some fans always get up in arms like when you go to a rival team, but at this point, he carried us for like two, three seasons, got us another uh, FA Cup. Like he contributed enough that. If he wants to go play for Chelsea now, and you know, more power to him. <laughs> he took the uh, the Sex Fabregas role, Arsenal, yeah. Barca, and then Chelsea. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean that same outcome. Yeah, that one I, I think hurt a little more since Sesk left in his prime for uh, for Barca. But uh, you know, do you think Pulisic that's, that's needs sport. to get out of there? Um, I think because Sterling came in, he probably should. Because Sterling's always going to start over him. Um, I'm nervous and, for him. Yeah, I mean, we'll kind of see how the the team evolves as you know all these transfers come in and and Tuchel gets his strategy figured out. But um, yeah, I just it seemed even last season Pulisic lost a little bit of that the trust. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him start games, you know, whether it's at a Chelsea or a mid-table team or even in, you know, a different league. He, but I, I'm trying to go back in my memory bank here of that game because I, I, I watched it fairly closely and he was playing on the right side mostly. Um, but he was like so far, like almost near the touchline. It was so crazy mm-hmm. outside to where Southampton was kind of just ignoring him. <laughs> like honestly like if you go back and watch he was so wide when he got the ball they just kind of let him take space because he like they were it was already given so he just did yeah. in my head he did nothing nothing to contribute uh contribute to any type of attack um so much so i think he he kind of had like this five o'clock shadow thing and kind of some shaggy hair. He cut that oh all off God. because I think he like needed to like Look, retool his mind. I'm just I'm gonna jump ahead here, but <laughs> in my match day six, my match day six notes, my first note of the game against West Ham is thank God Pulisic cut his hair. 
yeah, yeah, just as you were saying, it was like Shaggy, just like it was a mess. <laughs> so I'm, it's like again another hot take. I'm hoping this like he feels fresh now. Yeah. Like I mean, they're one and zero now in his haircut, uh, new haircut days. So this is true. Which we'll see, the talk. hair was slowing down, laying him down too much. Man, he probably got sweaty and it's just a heavy head. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then, then the other thing, you know, I want to say this is the best player on a worst team, even though they won James Ward Prowse. He's so good, but yeah, my Lord, Southampton has nothing. Around I just, him. Jay Adams is okay. Um, but again, he need, he like needs a good just, ball to yeah. be fed to him, but oh, it's hard I to don't know bad. why teams don't go in for James Ward Prowse. He's, he's only 27. He's in his prime. Like, and he's been running that Southampton team for years. God, do you know how long he's been with them? Uh, I don't have it right here, but I'm going to, I'm going to check it. Um, maybe at least since 2012, uh, 2011 on my notes here, youth, he's been with their youth since 2003. Maybe that's it. He's just a home. Yeah. I mean, it could be, but, like, I would think, you know, maybe not your Man City, but, like, Liverpool, I think you could probably use a James Ward-Prowse. Like, he's he's a good <sighs> midfielder in both attack and defense, and, you know, he's he has that creative mindset about him, and then he can bang in some free kicks, too. Like James Madison and James Ward-Prowse are, like, hopefully key targets, at least for me. Uh, who we go after just a little bit of youth a little bit of attacking creativity because mm -hmm. tiago man even though he's a great passer he's just made of glass but he also i'm sorry a great a great passer but he doesn't re he doesn't really get inside the box or around the box and like shoot these bangers i, I saw yeah. i think one goal last year that was just like a whoa where did that come from and it was like once in a blue moon maybe like four blue moons that'll happen yeah. um Oh, but man, I'd love to have James Ward-Prowse. He'd be the perfect guy to take over for Henderson. Like, oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and... I, I, unless he's yeah, just like so, you know, one club kind of guy. He has My no dude. desire to leave, which yeah, is possible since he's been there so long. But, uh, you know, I, I think it, it would be smart of Liverpool and other at least top half um, clubs to at least inquire about him, see what if they can get him. I mean, any number of team in, in the league could use him, and you know, he's sure. Southampton's not been great over the past few years, and you know, he's been the best part of it the whole time. So, yeah, I, I don't know. He's he's a mystery, it's, it's unfortunate for him, so that he's just been with. An okay team. You know, what do they make? They made Euros. Um, I'm sorry, Europa League. What? How many years ago? Three or four? Yeah, I think so. That came into my mind because I was watching some um, some French highlights and I saw uh, Jose Font playing. And I was oh, like, that wow. Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I was on my team like six years ago. Yeah, I'm like, he's still he around. was a good pick too. He was a good pick when he was with Southampton. Oh, God, I don't know how old he is. Let's see. Uh, he's 38, so he's been around, but I was just oh, like, see, that was... he's old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whew. <laughs> Glad we can say that about him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was the last time in my mind Southampton was good. Not like, okay, mm -hmm. but like good. And Ward-Prowse was with them. 
<laughs> yeah. Obviously. And uh, he's gone through thick or thin. So, but yeah, that's, that's about it. That's all I wanted to say about Southampton. You know, they won. Kudos to them. Yeah. yeah. Credit. Credit where it's due. Um, and then last game that we, or I'm sorry, on Tuesday was Leeds Everton. It's kind of a snooze fest for me. However, I do think their back line is starting to figure things out. Everton or Leeds? Yeah, Everton. Yeah. Um, I kind of... Yeah, like this game, I think, yeah, they, they looked better. But then I think Everton did just kind of look happy to play for a draw towards the end. Like they... I they think probably could have... Could have, yeah, got a win out of it, but I get it. You're away, you know, take the point if you have it. But yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely looking better than those first For few sure. games, or like For defensively, sure. they looked a whole mess. So <laughs> Pickford is playing out of his mind. Surprisingly, um, he's always been. I feel like hit or miss. You never know what yeah. you're gonna get. But now it's like kind of consistent. Like okay, he's he's actually knowing where his place is. Uh, but you know you got to give you know Tarkowski and Cody have played together for before this game four games together and that's so hard to build chemistry. Oh and gosh, now it's yeah. like they're starting to click. I think they're really starting to understand where one is going to be when their back is turned to the ball or when mm. they're going for the ball. They're you know it's almost like how I want Chilwell and Kukurea to play where they're just swapping just a little bit. Um, yeah. And that was, you know, that's what killed Liverpool this weekend was just they could never really get by them because they had each other's backs wherever the ball was. The ball was on the right side of the pitch. Cody was going to go after it and Dorkowski had his back. Vice versa, when it was on the other side of the pitch. So I think it's it's cool to see two really good defenders who have kind of been on yeah. like okay-ish teams the last couple of years kind of come together, even though Everton's still an okay-ish team. I think they're in a better spot now, obviously, than four weeks ago. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, like, like you said, they're both on their own great defenders, and now to have them together and gelling so well so quickly is—I mean, as an Everton fan, you got to be pretty excited to see that. You know, it, it at that at least your defense will maybe be figured out, and if goals come or if the midfield struggles, like, can work on that. But you know, that's kind of that was kind of Arteta's strategy with Arsenal is like fix the defense and then we'll figure out the rest because you don't want to be giving up all these goals and you know then you're out of the game already so Cody Tarkowski good pickups for Everton I think yeah it's a bummer Keane's not getting on the field too because I thought I think he's a pretty good defender as well Um, and then unfortunate I'm like if I was thinking like if Digny was still on this team Who's on national oh. now? I was like, that would be a pretty sweet defense because those three yeah. guys. I'm sure Cody or Tarkowski can maybe play right back or maybe just some type of like version of it, um, to kind of make just have a really big back line or play a right wing back or something. But I don't know. I was just like imagining how much better they could be, but that's kind of the Everton way. <laughs> they're just yeah, like, <laughs> they're just okay. So yeah, I don't. I don't really have too much more to talk about that game unless you got anything no. crazy pretty much hit it all right let's move on to wednesday Whew, that was a long one we got so many games here uh yeah. arsenal ashton villa take it away um so yeah are you happy my with that first victory? yeah yeah okay I, I think so um 
like my first note on this game, I guess will kind of correlate with the United game, <laughs> but uh, it was that just Arsenal just need to be more clinical. Like they're getting a lot of shots, a lot of opportunities, but they just can't put the ball away. Um, and you know, it, it'll eventually come back to bite them, and you know, kind of did in this United game. But we'll get to that later. Nine shots on target in that game, and only two yeah. put away. So, I mean, and, you know, credit to Emmy Martinez. He was making some great saves, um, especially the Martinelli Ooh, wow. had a, a Nine. crazy uh, volley that should have went in, but dang, good, he got man. the save on it. Martinelli's good. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really good. He's, he's a menace, too. He just keeps running he's he's always looking for the ball always wanting to score um i really haven't seen him look tired yet no he's got that young like i don't know what is he 20 years old or whatever he's got energy for days like (laughs) just keeps going (laughs) but um is he is he gonna make the brazil squad i would i would think i think i think he'll make the squad um i don't know how much he'll play yeah there's a lot the depth there is pretty crazy yeah but i think he should make the squad i think you know he started this season really strong um and he's just he's always up for it which i think in a world cup where games are coming thick and fast like you need someone just with like energy that can bounce back from game to game and you know be ready to just run if they need to so i i would be surprised if he doesn't make the squad um, but Gabriel Jesus, that guy is always hungry, always in the box looking to score. And that's the kind of striker Arsenal is needed. Just, you know, someone that can be there ready to jump on the loose ball. Like, Emmy Martinez kind of flubs his save a little bit, and we get a little lucky with that. But, you know, Jesus is right there. He's, he's ready to tap it in, and that's what we need. We haven't had a striker like that in years. So. Happy to see that. Um, I do want to shout out Granite Jaka's new like box to box role that he's been playing. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He, yeah, he's looked great. Like um, very composed. Yeah, and I've never really watched him play with Switzerland, but this is what people are saying. He kind of operates in the same role for them. Um, so I think this is probably his like preferred role. Mm-hmm. Because defensively, he's always been a little bit suspect. Like, he can defend, but he's... I think he doesn't like that pressure of defending too much, especially if he's, like, sitting deeper in the midfield already, knowing that if they get past him, it's, you know, now maybe one guy behind him or they're through. Like, him being further up the the field, I think, really takes some of that pressure off of him and allows him to kind of play his game a little bit better. Um, but I mean, he's looked great so far. He's, he's making these runs into the box and, um, some killer passes. And I don't think he's had an assist yet, but he's definitely had some passes that could have been. So I like what I'm seeing with that. It's a nice change. He doesn't look reckless. And I think that's like a huge key, especially for him. Um, for sure. You know, when he can just like play his role and know exactly what he's going to go in for and not be like, yeah, you're right. When he has to like play different styles in one game, instead of just being like, 
yeah, that, that box-to-box guy where he just knows this is my job. Everyone else will take care of their jobs. It was almost mm-hmm. like they wanted him to be just too much. And, like, yes, he's a I, – I, you know, I, I say he's a solid B player. He's not a star. Yeah. He's not even, like, that B-plus guy. But if he can just be uh, almost like Zinchenko, I think Zinchenko is, like, the perfect utility man. Oh, yeah. Any, any team could use him. Um, yeah. You could find a role for him, and I feel like that's Shaka's – you know, mo right now. Yeah, and he seems to be enjoying it. You know, he, he's performing well and has come back from his little fallout with the fans from <laughs> season or two ago. Like, <laughs> you know, and I think he maybe likes being one of the older guys in the squad. He's only twenty eight, but you know, compared to the rest of the squad, he's he's like the mentor, right? So he's. I think he probably likes that role. I've seen plenty of talk of him being a great like captain that's not a captain kind of player. Yeah, locker so room, Locker room guy, for sure. For sure, yeah. Um, we do need to talk about Mings and Sokka and Mings like, lifting up Sokka that and dumping funny. him. <laughs> you know, Sokka is a very small lad compared to Mings. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what, uh, do you know how tall Sokka is? Off the top I think of he's... Five ten. Okay, so he's not like small, but like compared to Mings, he got seven inches on him. Yeah. Probably an inch adds ten pounds, so seventy pounds on him. Is that a PK? <laughs> like first first glance. Um, I think I would say it's a PK, um, Ooh, but I do recognize that Sokka kind of like throws out his arms I think to try and sell it a little more which I think in this case just like hurt his his chance of being awarded a PK because like you watch it and Sokka's trying to stay with the ball and he's like kind of on his tippy toes as he's getting pulled away and then he does kind of get pulled away eventually and that's when he kind of like throws his arms up and so I think from the ref's point of view and from like VAR's point of view that is you know kind of your dead to right sick symbol of like not flopping but like trying to embellish the foul a little a little bit more so i get it i but. i think if mings it's so tough because it's a you're gonna be physical mm-hmm. but mings literally like had his hands around his hips <laughs> like not like yeah. on his hips around his hips and yeah. then he lifted, which, like, ah, that's not, that's not, you're not playing footy anymore at that point. Yeah. And I think Sokka's weight was off, so, like, he was, he looked unbalanced, but, like, mm-hmm. when it happened that fast, it looked like he just picked him up and threw him, which yeah. I think Mings is strong enough to do that. Uh, so, I mean, that's so, that's such a tough call because in the moment, now, why didn't VAR really get a good look at that call? <laughs> I mean, yeah. wh- what are we supposed to say to that? Yeah, why, I mean. Why, why do they not look at the things that need to be looked at? That's just. It, it doesn't it, make any sense. It always seems to be that way of, you know, they'll pour over an offside call for five minutes and. I know the lines are a little bit better this oh, season, but even gosh, then, they're, they're still, still like... bad. They're so bad. <laughs> right, the Rashford goal that happened, 
against yeah, Liverpool. It's... That was terrible. It's just, I mean, we I'm can cracking get into another one because my, <laughs> I am just, it's so. I, I want to talk about VAR so bad, but I, I'm gonna. We can wait. Yeah, can we'll, wait. We'll, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, it kills me inside, Chad. It kills me. But I, I do gotta ask you. I guess another VAR situation. Um, Douglas Louise scores his goal from the corner. To me, it looks like Ramsdale's getting like boxed out, like we're playing some basketball or something. Off of an, uh, a a neutral, I was like, Arsenal fucked up a corner again. I was like, what else is new? And then I looked at, it, I was like, oh, dude. I was like, yeah. if I was that keeper, I would be, I, I don't know, I don't know what I do. I'd probably pick, I'd do what Mings did, because if so, that's if yeah. that's not gonna get called, yeah. So that that was that. my kind of thinking here. Is like, okay, so he's you know entitled to kind of stand his ground as the defender he's kind of wrapping his arms around ramsdale so like that's probably a foul but like what's ramsdale's course of action here either stay and not foul him like he did but then he concedes the goal or yeah what do you do you push him out of the way and then it's probably getting called as a penalty right i i think bar would have looked at it more i think they would have they would have saw the initial contact they would have saw ramsdale react I mean, speculation. Yeah. They, they would have saw Ramsdale react, and they said, why did Ramsdale act this way? Now, yeah. every goal that happens is reviewed, correct? Correct. By VAR? So, they, so, I believe they did check it, um, because, like, there was clearly contact there. Like, even without VAR, like, you could see the contact. Um, but I think... So, the, yeah, Defender kind of wraps his arms around Ramsdale, and then Ramsdale, as he's trying to move out, like, doesn't, not like wraps his arms around the Defender, but like, kind of like, I don't know, is like, jostling with him a little bit. So I think that's, you know, they maybe just called it, like, fair, because they're both kind of doing something, but, I mean, yeah, maybe you just, as the keeper in that situation, push them aside. If they call a penalty, you get a chance to, to um, save that, or they miss it, or... Yeah, what the alternative is, is you just get stuck standing there as the goal comes in. Like, it's awful. Um, now we we know keepers are always like the angriest person on the pitch because they don't get to do anything for ninety you know, percent <laughs> of the game, and they're done yeah. that. But we we see Ramsdale in all or nothing when a goal, you know, they don't keep a clean sheet, whatever. He gets so mad and so angry. But I feel like we don't. At least from me, I don't see him like act super tough on the pitch against other players not like pickford pickford is a madman and I, True. I don't i don't see that like i'm going to i'm going to f you up if you come at me yeah and is yeah. that like just because he's young and it's still like it's only year two like kind of doing the arsenal thing um i mean he definitely like i've seen him really get really fired up with his defenders, whether it's they made a good play or it's they made a bad play. I'm talking like, about yeah, the other team. No, yeah. So, like, he has it in him. With the other team, he always seems to play that kind of, like, more like the shithouse kind of role. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, if you does. miss the PK uh-huh. or whatever, he'll... Uh, yeah, one of those. Exactly. So, like, I don't know it's if it's a... Angry. I want, I want angry. And I'm getting the same thing out of yeah. Allison with Liverpool. And I, mm-hmm. I, my reason, because I'm, I'm bringing this up, I, you know, I kind of wrote down the keepers and like the keepers who are always getting shot at 
they're they're super engaged in the game, right? But I yeah. feel like it keeps them uh, <laughs> not only angry at their team for letting the shots be hit at them, but it gets them angry at the other team too, where they like take yeah. out. Um, I don't know, the aggression they have. And I saw that one time today, which we're skipping a week ahead. I saw that one time today when Ramsdale messed up that pass up the middle. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know who took the ball from Man U, but when he came and slid and he, he palmed the ball down, yeah. that was, I was like, where is that fire? Like, yes, you screwed up. This is your fault. But I, even if it's just an easy, I mean, that wasn't like the hardest save in the world. You just ran at him and like palmed the ball down. But he was fired up in that moment to go mess that guy up. Yeah, that that's just my take on, on on what I see at keepers. Allison never does it, so it's like, yeah, he's not I mean, shot at a lot. I mean, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know if it's just like, is that too much of a hot I mean, take? I don't think it's a hot take. I I'm just trying to think if it's you know, are they trying to in like practice and coaching such sessions like trying to teach them to just stay calm because. Yeah, you can be aggressive and come out and make these big plays, but also that aggression can sometimes, you know, swing the other way, and then you're like missing a, a easy save because you overshot it, or or, you know, just like you're mentally not in the game. True. So it could be some of that, but you know, I I think like anywhere on the pitch, when one of your teammates gets fired up, like that kind of lifts everyone up, right? Because then yeah. they're like, oh, shit, like, let's go, uh, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, Especially when you're I, he's got it in him, him, but yeah, I, I, against opponents, yeah, he's at least seems quiet and more reserved from what we can see in the games. But I feel like I something for him, something in the future will happen where it'll take, I think, just another... I don't think he'll be the one, the initiator. I think it's going to take someone else to get in his face to then bring this like different energy mm. out and maybe that'll stick um you know my goal when i played keeper was I, no one's gonna mess with me because yeah. when i'm coming out i am punching that ball so hard or i am gonna slide yeah. at your legs so hard and it doesn't happen with arsenal very often because they're such an attack heavy team yeah. um i just wonder if that is part of it I, I i don't know that's that's just that's just my point i just wanted to bring up because he gets so fired up in the locker room when he fucks up or when, when someone else fucks. He's like, oh, he's so angry. Yeah. But it's just, I don't see that at, directed at the other team. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely something to, to keep an eye on. And, I mean, maybe some of that is just there's no, there's no, like, true competition for that, that number one keeper role, right? Like, they brought in Matt true. Turner, which is, you know, he from what I've seen of him for USA and stuff, like, good keeper but i don't think he's ever really going to take a premier league game away from ramsdale so you know you get a little bit settled i think and yeah, you gotta, i don't know you got to pick one player in the epl to piss off ramsdale who you got it's going to have to be like a forward or something it wasn't Mitrovic. my first yeah i mean my first thought was like a harry kane or something just cuz mm. like there's the rivalry there anyway so like tempers will be a little bit fired up to, to get started and then you know Kane is is not um not shy to make a, a dirtier challenge here or there or like you know go in and, and fight for the ball as Ramdale Ramsdale's sliding in and you know maybe hit the ball but also 
leave a little something on Ramsdale or something. Like it, that would not surprise me. And then, you know, that could be a game like that where it's a rivalry game or like just any of those big games could be the one to see him snap a little bit. <laughs> I got I got three for you off the top of my head. Uh, Malpe, who's with Everton now, because he's a little, you know, yeah, he's kind of a little shit. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. He's he's on my transfer team, so I'm excited to see what he Look, does there. He's he's the one that injured Leno, which then brought in oh, Emmy Martinez. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, number two, Nunez. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I could see it. <laughs> I could see in something so minor too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna. When does our when does Arsenal play Liverpool? Do you know? Uh, I think it's maybe three, four weeks or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, uh, October 9th. Yeah, uh, this house I, I mean, is gonna be a shit show. <laughs> I I could see because Nunez clearly also wants to play that kind of shit house role. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, they they both like that role, and and then you know that. Yeah, I just want—I want to say my number three because it's the same. Ivan Tony, I think those three mm. guys. Mitrovic would be in there too, but he's already played him so it didn't work. I think those three guys. Ivan Tony's gonna mock him. Mm. Nunez is gonna—I don't know—get mad that Ramsdale punched the ball next to his face and he's gonna <laughs> do something crazy. And uh, and then I think Malpe is still in the like kind of like mockery. Like I'm—I got by yeah. you, haha, sucker. Type For sure, thing. yeah. So yeah, if that's gonna fire him up. So be it. It'll be, I think, good for Arsenal in the long run. Yeah. Um, now they have to score. If those guys don't score on him, it's not going to do anything. Well, yeah. Um, wow, we we talked a lot about that game. Do you want to do you want to talk about anything else in that game, or should we? Um, no, should we I think on? I kind of hit it all. Like just those two key moments were what I really want to talk about. So, um, Bournemouth Wolverhampton ended in a nil-nil draw. Good for Bournemouth for bouncing back from a nine-zero. Yeah. Defeat. Um. Yeah, my, my only really notes here were it just it looked like a fight between two bottom table sides, which it kind of was, and then uh, Jimenez does not look like the Jimenez of a few seasons ago. Like he just can't score. I think he got <laughs> hurt that game too. So I wonder if he had I, a, so, I wonder yeah. if he had a knock and he's just not feeling right. You know, ever since that head injury that he got roughly a year I mean, ago, um, I, I, you know, I wouldn't blame him if that's the case. Like that was a, a not only a scary thing, but I'm sure, you know, Mental. he carries a little bit of trauma with that. Yeah. So, yep. I totally agree with everything you just said there. Cause there's no way you run to a ball the same way yeah. after, after getting, did he get punched in the head? No, it was just head on head. With it was head on head. That's right. That's right. But oh, it sounded oh. like a car crash. <laughs> Dang. I, I was, I remember watching that game. I think we, I don't know if we were watching it together live, but uh, yeah, okay. That was one of the worst ones I've seen. The the helico- Drogba helicopter ones up there. Um, man, head injuries are scary. Yeah, especially something like that where, like, you know, generally you, like, don't hear a challenge. But, like, everyone heard that. <laughs> right. And, oof, uh, yeah, that was, that was a scary one. Um, and then uh, props to Jose Saw. Just another clean sheet, man. He's keeping yeah. them alive. I think right now... Wolverhampton, they do. Wolverhampton has only allowed four goals this season. So I mean, that's pretty great. It goes, it goes. Wolverhampton four goals, Brighton five goals, Tottenham five goals, City six goals, uh, and Everton six goals. So 
I mean, that's the thing is like a lot of these teams that are struggling, like defensively, it's not been an issue. It's just that one, they aren't scoring, and then two, like you can only defend. I'm I'm gonna pause you right there. Defensively, I think it has been a slight issue. Everton couldn't figure it out the first four weeks. Pickford's been bailing them out. Brighton has Sanchez back there saving everything with Dunk, yeah, I guess, with Dunk doing a lot of work too. I so, guess maybe that's that's more how I should have said it. Is like the goalkeeping isn't really an issue. <laughs> the goalkeeping's t- top notch. Yeah. But like you can only take so many shots and save so many shots before just like statistically one is going yes, in. Yes. You know, you can put any best goalkeeper in the world back there and yeah, a goal is going to get let in eventually. But not against, uh, I mean, Wolverhampton's only had four goals allowed in. That's 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 a sign of really either if really good figure out, or... Yeah, if they can figure out how to score, they'll they'll shoot up the table real quick. But then you go back to why they get rid of Cody. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know what for the a year thought process was behind that. Like, it's bizarre. He seemed so to be bizarre. playing well last season, and I don't know, maybe some behind the scenes stuff. He's not Portuguese. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you do need to be from the, 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 the Portugal descent to be on Wolverhampton. Um, yeah, let's let's if you're down to move on uh, yeah. to possibly the king of footy for the next what twenty years. <laughs> What do we do, man? What do we uh, do? So, is Holland a cheat code? He's going to be like 5 million points when FIFA comes out. Huh. Oh my gosh, it's just... He looks just... No one knows how to deal with him. It, and even if they try and deal with him, he finds a way to, to get around that or jump above that or, or, you know, just... It's easy for him right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up his stats here, but mm-hmm. um, as I, as I do, Jamie Vardy has the record right now with 11 goals, yeah. or 11 games with a goal scored. Do you think he will break that? Um, I think for sure, yeah. Do you think he breaks it this year? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> do you think he breaks it within the next six games? Because that's where we're at right now. He didn't score in his first game. He's uh-huh. gotten one against Newcastle, so one against Villa, two against West Ham, three against Palace, three against Forest. Ten goals, six games. He only played 69 minutes against Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Yeah, I, I'm going to say yeah. I'm you gonna you say think yeah. it's going to happen in the next six games? I don't. I think it will, too. I think it's just like, yeah, why... Why would he not? For me, score? it's it's yeah, it's teams don't know how to handle him yet. They don't know how to block him out of games yet, and I don't think they'll get figured out that quickly to shut him down. So I, I asked you so, this question only two games ago. Do you think he'll get five goals in a game? No, <laughs> no. Stay I'm five. sticking to it. I know deep down you think he will. I know you just. Uh, it's like the iceberg. You, that little tip's going. He ain't gonna do it. The bottom half or the bottom ninety percent. Yeah, man. Honestly, this forest game, I was I got real worried. I thought it was gonna happen. I that was a he's. You know, it's fun watching a kid who's twenty two just absolutely destroying these veterans. It sucks he's doing it for City. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, I mean, 
It would have sucked if he was doing it for anyone but Liverpool, to be honest. But well, yeah, but like it's City, I, man. I think it it yeah, it sucks that City. It sucks that you know City didn't have to pay an arm and a leg for him. Really, they paid like sixty million. I mean, I know there's like agent fees and he's getting paid a ton weekly and all that stuff. But like this really should have been like a Neymar price Why transfer. Wasn't everyone right? going in on the highest bid they could. I see. I went into the Chelsea subreddit. And it is yeah. just like, why didn't we spend this money? We could have done it. And I'm like, yeah, you, you could have. Like, I, I don't know what he's getting paid, but um, it can't be so extravagant that no, you know, Chelsea or United could have afforded it. Like, I, I don't know. But it looks, it's looking like a really big miss for a lot of the top teams that could have <laughs> afforded to buy him. Totally. <laughs> I wonder if that was just an like, were they they didn't think he would do it in the Premier League because it's different from Germany. Uh, Maybe. Man, I don't know. All right, I got another question for you. Um, the top goal scorer in Premier League history is Alan Shearer with 260. Do you see mm-hmm. him beating that record? Hmm. Um. I'll tell you. You I'll mean this? This no, season. yeah, I mean, he's on pace for, I did the math today because I was thinking about it. We're six games in, 10 goals in, we have 32 games left. Uh, what does that put us at? Uh, I had to tell you, it was like 70 goals or something in the EPL. jeez. Oh, um, uh, Shear has 260. He was yeah. in the Premier League his entire entire career, I'm pretty sure, with uh, Newcastle. And yeah. I, I will say this, uh... Alan Shear said he'd break this record. I mean, I would think so because Holland's young enough that, you know, he's potentially could sign another contract with City. So then he's, you know, maybe, maybe nine, ten years in the Premier League if he decides to leave after that. Like, it's long enough and he's good enough to keep scoring goals, especially if if he's with City. Like, he's just going to keep getting fed these beautiful passes and uh yeah i would be surprised if he if he doesn't beat it i would think he's at least you know knocking on the door like right behind it do you think he shatters this uh the epl uh single season record which I'm gonna uh, what? i think it's sala right i think it's solid with 32 it's gotta be it's somewhere around there yeah um, um let me see. Most goals scored. Oh, it's well, it it's Andy Cole with 34, but that was when they played 42 matches. Oh yeah. So if we take it to 38, it is yeah, most solid with 32. 32. Yep. Um, I think so. I think he could do it this Ten season, honestly. Gosh. Like, and it's kind of like what you were saying with the World Cup. He's not going. He's going to be like this, dude. He's he's ah, going to be fresh that whole second half of the season. He's just, ah, he's just, like, you think he's running over de- defenders now and, and getting all these goals? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that five-goal, six-goal game comes. It's after the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, if you had to pick a team now, he was going to do it against. I mean, he's kind of played... I don't want to say the the weaker the weakish teams, yeah. but like Leicester. 
<laughs> if they if they don't have a big January window, it's Leicester. <laughs> oh, when do they play? When do they play? <laughs> I that's a I mean it, every game he plays right now is kind of must watch. And I yeah. I just want to see him score. He's so good mm-hmm. at doing it. The goal he had, ah, we're not there yet, but the goal he had today with De Bruyne when he crossed it in, he just knew exactly where that ball was going to go, and he jumps two and yeah. a half feet up in the air, and he's like, easy. Their their connection is blossoming Ugh. already, and it's only going to get stronger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, barring injury. Uh, Lester plays Man City uh, October 29th. So that's must-watch. Okay. Yeah. Um, they play Brighton the week prior. Oh, they're going to have a tough stretch here, though. They go Southampton, Liverpool, Arsenal, Brighton, Leicester. Uh, and then we break for okay. World Cup. Now, if if any team could stop him, not let him score, who do you think it could be? Pep. <laughs> Subbing <laughs> him off. Um, That's a good question. If it was any team, man, after watching Everton, freaking them, that's that's just recency bias. Yeah. Um, wait, are you saying not letting him score or not letting him score five goals? Just not letting him score, period. At period? Yeah. Oh, I mean... Man. That's a tough one. Um... I'm looking at the table, and if I had to pick a team, I would honestly say Chelsea if they go super defensive. Okay, I like that. I, I can see that. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just thinking length. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Mendy's been super weird, but I just have a weird feeling Chelsea would like play so defensive that they wouldn't get by. And it'd be a really boring game to watch if that's how they play it. Yeah. Um, I mean... I don't know. Who do you think? That's a, that's a really good question. I was kind of like bouncing back and forth between a few teams. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Brighton be able to do it. Not that they would win the game. I think they would still lose through, you know, De Bruyne, Foden, whoever. But... Um, like Graham Potter just seems like he's good tactically where he could figure out a way to keep Holland quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, then, it, then it's kind of hard. Like, <sighs> I just looked up uh, Chelsea's uh, schedule. They play Man City in the Caribou Cup November 8th, which we might see Holland play that, so I'm, I'm not going to bank on that. We see them uh, January 2nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, at City, and then we see them not until May twentieth. Uh, okay. Again. So there's big, big time in between. Hell, we might not even see him play in that second to last game if they're running away <laughs> with the title. Honestly. Well, look, he's got to score 260 goals this season, so he'll be playing. <laughs> I, dude, it's gonna be crazy if this freaking guy just starts banging in hat tricks. To see back-to-back hat tricks, I thought today or yesterday, I thought he was gonna mm. get another one. Against, I was just like, <laughs> it, it might as well just happen. 
I mean, he's always in the right spot for it, so... Shame on everyone who didn't pick him, and shame on every team that didn't think he would be good enough for the Premier League. Yeah, uh, look... Shame on, shame on given, you, Chad. He's given me a real, you know, fantasy issue here, because... There's a gap. There's a Holland gap now. And it's so big. It because happens he just so fast. Back-to-back Hatties. What the hell is that? <laughs> the dude has like, set, what, 78 points, and the next closest is Pope uh, with 54. Uh, even Mitrovic, who's scored pretty regularly, only at 50. Like, Which is and normal. This is, this is this is a Holland with like pretty much only goals, right? He he doesn't really have an, any assists, really. I think maybe one. One. One I in mean, the first game. Yeah, it's okay. one assist. Only three dribbles, like 15 shots on target if his and head 10 goals. Or foot gets to the ball. It's over. Hey. It's over. Yeah, so it, he's, he's. It's something I've been toiling over. I. Yeah, I might just have, have to, to bite. I I might just have to sub him in just to like negate the points and try and catch up elsewhere. But then you know De Bruyne is is still performing well, just not, not scoring back to back. He's not even shooting. He didn't shoot today. <laughs> he doesn't have to. <laughs> he, yeah, he probably should have shot today a little bit. Um, and I I did think about this a little like. Holland's going to have so much gravity towards him if he keeps getting these Hatties, which I want to say Villa kind of did. Again, we're skipping forward a little bit, but he only only got one goal today, but the focus was on him where it allowed other players to maneuver maybe a little bit more freely, which then in that case, that might open the door for other City players to come in. But the dude is so big and so tall. It's like, even if they put two guys on him, he's still doing the work to put the goal in the yeah. back of the net. So, <laughs> good luck. I'm so happy I chose him. As are the top <laughs> six right now who have him, and the rest don't. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Just barring injury. You just got to bank on him not getting injured. Like, I mean, that's fantasy, right? Oh, well, yeah. And, I don't know. I still have not decided, but like, I'm trying to make a quick decision, but also not a rash decision. Yep. <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens here. But. Uh, I, I don't have too much to say about that game besides Dean Henderson not wearing his hat, which probably allowed the six goals. To That's get it. In. Put so the hat uh, back put on. the hat on, kid, and things might work out. <laughs> uh, you got anything more from that? No, no. All right, that's fucking city, man. All right, um, we got West Ham and Tottenham. Um, what Oof. do you think of Tottenham? Because <laughs> they didn't score, Chad. They didn't yeah, score. I feel like from all the notes I've taken from each match day, every time I watch either the game fully or just the highlights, Tottenham always looks like they're like doing just enough to get by. And like here, yeah, they you know they didn't even really do enough to do that. But like, is Sun just... okay? I don't know what's going on with that guy. He looks bored. I don't know if it's like he's bored or him and Conte just don't click. Like he doesn't look, he definitely doesn't look like his, his himself from the no past way. few seasons. He's not smiling like he, as much. Yeah. Like he last few seasons, he's always been like super confident on the ball, always wanting the ball. And when he got the ball, 
he was always a threat. And this season so far, it's like if he gets the ball, he just he just can't do anything with it. And like even his shots are like not great. You think he lost a step? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, like as as you get older, of course, like you're gonna slow down a little bit. But like, I think it's it, it feels more mental because. Like you're not gonna lose your your dribbling ability or like your positional awareness and stuff like that. Like, so I don't know if it's you know Conte coaching him into a role that he's not fully comfortable with, or you know Conte wants him to delay his runs or something, so he's just not getting in the positions he wants to be in. But like, I think mentally he looks like he's not exactly where he needs to be. But um, on the other end, Suchek, he woke up. He scored. West Ham he got a great goal. Scored a goal, baby. We got one. It, his goal was great. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see him bounce back. I was like, okay, you know, the the leaders right now in our league, uh, Chris and, and Ryan, they have Fabianski in goal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the tides are going to turn eventually where Susek will start getting these goals because yeah. they'll just be up more. Um, Antonio, Mikel Antonio has not done what I thought he would do this year, which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, West Ham is still, I don't know, they haven't impressed me now. They got screwed this weekend, which we'll get Oof. there. But Oof. man, oh man. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at the heat map right now of the, uh, the Tottenham West Ham game, and I'm looking at Sun and his... The the depth of his touches were all at the half line, or oh, I, yeah. not all, but most. Yeah. And I got another. I'm gonna I'm gonna save this, but I got another player who did the exact same thing today, and it drove me crazy. And I'm gonna I looked at his heat map earlier, and I'm gonna have you look at it too, because um, you have these really attacking oriented players who are just getting caught in the middle. Uh-huh. And I think teams are, gosh, Sun has been in what the EPL for four years now, roughly. And I think you hit this point where it's like people just figure you out, and if they can put you on this island out there, just like what they did to Pulisic today. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, on whatever day it was, Tuesday. Um, it was almost identical. Now that I think about it, Sun and Pulisic got pushed out wide, and teams just said, take that, you know. 10 to 15 yards of space, you're going to have to get rid of it once you approach me, and you're in a position where you're not going to be able to score or do anything with the ball. And that's what it looks like what's happening at Tottenham. So, Uh, yeah, Conte effect, Richarlison effect, uh, you know, age, there's so many different factors, but this is not, he hasn't scored yet this season. Has he gotten an assist this season? One, maybe? uh, Maybe one, Maybe. Uh, yeah, one assist, but yeah, six shots on target, only one successful dribble. Like, you look at last year, he was killing it. Yeah, him and those Kane are not were neck and neck. I mean, yeah, I remember last year it was like, what between the goals and assists between them was like, it seemed like every game they would, you get one, I take one, sort of totally. deal. Like chemistry was and, there. Yeah, this year just I don't know, and and I don't know if that's a Conte system sort of thing or or son just mentally is not in it this season or, or what but well they sit, they sit third in the table so i mean yeah so, having I mean, a, that's what I'm, a good start that's, 
that's what I'm saying. Like they they're doing enough to get by, but like, and I think this is like part of my match day six notes. But like they don't ever really look convincing, you know. Almost the same so, Chelsea effect. Yeah. Um. Did um, did South Korea make the World Cup? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They did. They're in an interesting pot. Uruguay, oh. Ghana, and Portugal. I'm just I'm just thinking like if something happens to Kane or just anyone else in that forward role for hmm. Tottenham like could Sun step up but he's going to have a busy November too. So then um, do you think do you think maybe Sun is like saving himself? Yeah, maybe like kind of riding off this first half of the season to like give his all in the World Cup and then do what he can in the second half of the season or you, or you put yourself in his shoes. Are you you're not in the moment, you're yeah, not, you're not like sandbagging. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he is. But they're winning. They are winning. Yeah. So like, yeah, maybe, maybe he is taking like a step back, especially with Richarlison there and uh, who's a Kluszewski. Like he's letting yeah. them kind of take that, uh, what the pace away from him to save himself a World Cup. Because I do think South Korea. <laughs> well, we got to do a World Cup pod soon. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I do think South Korea has a real chance to get out of that group. Yeah, I think that that group looks pretty even. You know, anyone can is your get Uruguay, out of there. Uruguay is like okay; they don't have you know too much depth. Ghana, I don't expect to make it. Portugal, no, but you know, Ghana right. always puts up a fight. Like, yeah, they they're gonna be after you for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's that's kind of it for me on the Tottenham game. Nothing. You know, yeah. Nothing um, stand outish. Yeah, I just my last thing was that like West Ham definitely had the better looks and like probably should have got the win, but just couldn't find that final ball. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um I saw Moyes walking away from the camera and he just like I think he's aged probably 10 years this season already. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a, a rough start, that's Poor for lad. sure. And I, I do like him as a manager. I think he got kind of screwed over when he went to Man U, but I think West Ham is the oh, yeah. perfect fit for him uh, yeah. if he can make it through the season. I He just got so screwed, I feel like, these last two games where it, it's yeah. almost like just not his fault right now. The first four games, definitely kind of the whole team just sucked and, like, you know, their overall morale. And I'm sure David, I can't, I want to see what David Moyes does to pump up his team. Cause I don't know if I'd get pumped up with him being my coach. I, I, I don't know what he could do to be like, Ooh, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, David, I'll go get him for you. I don't know. I, I, I don't see him like, like Arteta would get like really like jazzed up and like get in people's faces and you know, do the hand thing or do something, like the light switch intriguing. thing or like, but yeah, David Moyes, I don't know. It, it, I feel like he would just walk and be like, "All right, come on, chaps, who we're playing today? Uh, let's get some goals." <laughs> oh, that very well could be the case. Um, I'm ready to move on. You ready to move on? Yeah. All right, we got yeah. 40 minutes to talk about Liverpool Newcastle. Woo! You ready? <laughs> Take we it away. We should have lost. Yeah. We sucked. I was so unhappy for 96 minutes of that game Oof. to the point where, what, it was probably around like the 88, 89th minute with Newcastle. Uh, it's all the United teams, uh, Cramp United over here, just start dropping like flies, acting <laughs> like 
you know, we're so tired. We can't keep up. And then when freaking Pope went down for like two minutes, I was like, oh, my God. But you know what? Kudos to the ref because he went like this with his watch when Pope went down. And all yeah. these little Newcastle fans over on Reddit were all complaining, <laughs> saying, refs don't do this for anyone else besides the big six. Yes, they do. They they don't stop their watch. They let the time go out. And then when extra time with five minutes but four minutes of cramps happen, they blow the whistle. This ref yeah. said, I ain't buying that, which is great. All refs should do that. I don't care if you're a bottom team, top team, whatever team. If your team is all dying at the end of the pitch because you're not letting the other team attack because you're scared to lose, you deserve to lose. And guess yeah. what, Newcastle? You lost. <laughs> you lost. The I goal mean, yeah, of the like... week, baby. Goal of the week, Carvalho. It's yours. Nice. Oh, yeah. come on. 97th minute winner because the other team decided they were going to lay down at the end of the pitch for, yeah, for half good. of the injury time. And you say, LOL, I'm going to make you suffer after this. <laughs> it can't get, it really can't get better than that. I mean, yeah, like I was kind of surprised to see Newcastle go that route. Like they're wanting to, to become this big team and, you know, join the big six or seven or eight or whatever it's going to end up being like you just as much as there's like time wasting is a uh, a part of the game to like just so blatantly do it where like yeah everyone's cramping but like oh they got right up a minute later like and they're fine like it's just one of those karma things so it's nice to see them suffer because of that like you could have just probably played out totally could have played the, out the whole uh extra time perfectly fine and they probably would have won yep or or drew you know like it um i don't know sucks to suck i guess you know <laughs> it's just ridiculous and like yeah maybe pope did have an injury but that time is still so valuable it, if it oh, would have yeah. been like a a 30 second knock or whatever okay maybe the ref like says you know what like okay I, I won't call that like right now but the fact it took I don't, it was like someone did the math on the subreddit and they were like oh no like this went on a lot longer than what it was supposed to uh mm. yeah you deserve to get that time back and again i don't yeah. care what team you are you deserve that time and we got so screwed over with man you doing the same bs cramp united just dropping yeah. like flies ronaldo being the leader of all that crap it was it, it was like it was so bittersweet to uh to get that in the end so i don't know that's just that's that's my yeah. take on it and i'm glad we got the w we didn't deserve it nope. so alexander i think it's isak really yeah um, Zach, um gets his debut goal which is great was, yeah I was now, you know, happy for him, not happy for him. Could have had a second. Me. Do you think that second goal was onside or Controversial. What? I don't know if that was like <laughs> payback for the Rashford offside goal that we got. <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those like, as a neutral, I think it probably was onside. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, it, it, was, it was that close. I mean, yeah, when, when I look at it, it looks, yeah, like close enough where it should probably be given his onside, but like, again, 
you know, VAR is a mystery. Liverpool <laughs> has been screwed over more times by VAR than uh, it's got to be close to anyone else in the league. Got to be right there. So, yeah, I mean, we got one. Now, is it fair? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's, it's so hard to tell. It's, it's one of those, like, I'm never going to say, like, 100% it was definitely uh, offside, but I'm leaning towards just Liverpool bias. That I mean, yeah, you, you know. It, we, got, we finally got one. Yeah, like, you kind of just think back to, like, days before VAR, and it's like, sometimes you get away with things. And, like, you, you take what you can get. So I think that's this situation. Like, you know, Liverpool has no influence over what VAR and the refs decide. So if they deemed it offside, then all right, just roll with it. Goal doesn't count. Bounce back, you know, keep fighting. And it was, you know, it was very similar to the Rashford offside in terms of like, so like maybe they'll be very, very consistent with the whole like foot and shoulder thing with the line. Cause I want to say with his goal, the feet of the defender were, ahead of him um, but the shoulders weren't i think Which, so because I, I don't get I think that. he was like leans mm-hmm. and the he defender was, was a little more yeah yeah i think i think that's what it looked like in the end and I, that I, the rule doesn't make sense in my head like why isn't your whole body like if the head is leaning forward you think that would be the point it, it, and your foot i i, I don't know it's yeah. Again, it's whatever they want it to be, and we're going with shoulders. But <laughs> if my arm is stretched out like this. I would think that would make the line different. That's your yeah. body. I know it's like not a playable part of your body, but it's your body. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's it's already offsides, and like the line was already this like weird, arbitrary kind of idea, right? Of like where you're in line and where you're not. And then, yeah, now with VAR, we slow it down and, and draw these lines from whatever angle you might have. Like, it's it's always a tough call. And, um, I mean, yeah, like, at Liverpool enjoyed this one, you know, which is... It's, it's going to be a, a season of enjoying, I think, you know, a little uh, a small amount. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the offside, actually, right now. Um, and yeah, his, the defender's foot, I think that's Trent. Oh no, it's Joe Gomez. Um, the shoulder of Isaac is definitely way ahead of Gomez, but it's his foot. And it's like, if that's a playable part of his body, why isn't that counted? Yeah, I, I don't know. They and you know you'll see it other times where it's like sometimes it'll be like lined up with the armpit. Other times it'll be like lined up with the outside of the arm, and it's like yeah, <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah. So um, I do want to ask you about Salah though. Mm-hmm. I mean, so far this season he seems to be playing a little bit more of like a creator slash like provider kind of role. Do you think that's like by design, or he's just getting? marked so much that he can't get in and like just finds the pass i call it gravity last year Mane and sala were able to pull people from one side of the pitch to the other now diaz is really really good but i think Mane had a um 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, I don't know, a status, a, a respect where people knew he's so good and he's going to break me. And I don't mm-hmm. think they have that same worry with Diaz yet because Diaz is super fast. He gets to the ball fast, but he doesn't like break the defenders down the same way Mane did. Mane looked at you in your eyes and said, I'm going to burn <laughs> you like one on one. You're screwed. Like, yeah. like, like when, when you're getting bodied, um, you know, shoulder to shoulder, like next to each other, and I'm attacking directly at you, Diaz will burn anyone on the line. He'll cut in and burn you. But like, if it was Virgil against Diaz, Virgil would wipe out Diaz. But I think if it was Mane versus Diaz, Mane would work his way around him. And I don't think Diaz has that figured out yet. So with that, the gravity has now shifted 80% of the way towards Sala to where it used to be almost maybe, if not 50-50, maybe like 60% Mane, 40% Salah, which allowed Salah to just do what he needed to do. You flip those roles, I guarantee, well, maybe not a guarantee, but I I strongly agree with the fact that Salah might be at the one at Bayern right now instead of Mane, just because yeah. of how gravity affected this team. Um, it's fair. I mean, they're both great players. There's no doubt in my mind that you can't go wrong with either of them. But I do think Sala had such amazing seasons because of how good Mane was. And we don't have that on the left side of the pitch. Yeah, so that, the focus that makes sense. Just, it's just redirected towards Sala now because I don't have to worry as much. So he's not having yeah. the same output of a season. I, I think it'll be interesting to see as Nunez like gets back into the team. Yep. Um, because he definitely provides kind of that like Holland threat up front like he's tall he's quick he's he's gonna draw defenders a little more central which should take some pressure off of your wings a little bit so um yeah we'll see how it plays out but like I mean it it's great that Salah can have the awareness and like cohesion with the team to see okay like I can't get through i'm not getting through but i can still pick out like the right mm-hmm. passes and get these assists off and stuff i mean he almost scored today it, it was yeah. really close i mean he, i don't know if you saw his face after but he was just like how the <laughs> hell did that not go in and i was with him and i was like what and pickford i think even pickford was like he definitely got a like a little bit of a hand on it um but it was still like oh my god all these shots now i thought everton definitely had some good shots too um but man, to not put one in after I don't know how many shots they had today. I know we're jumping forward again, but <laughs> I'm sorry, yesterday. But it was just like, how did not one of those go in? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that 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 what you said probably makes the most sense. Of it's not even that solid struggling. It's just you know, yeah, he's he's getting blocked out, which I think as Nunez comes back as Jota comes back. Diaz yeah, maybe like Jota. Jota will be huge. Yeah, I think yeah you know, that'll shift, move the defensive line a little bit to where they can't like stack Salah's side so heavy. Then they'll have to spread out a little more. So. I hope so. And you know Salah's thirty now too, so like he is on the back end of the of your prime. Yeah. Um. So it is it is time for Nunez and Jota and Diaz to step up. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I, I guess this is, it looks promising that he can kind of move into that, like, you know, Lionel Messi role where he was goal scorer and like prolific 
goal scorer at that and then as he got older kind of moved into that like wide playmaker slash attacking mid kind of role and you know still got a lot of goals too but um so i could see Salah kind of doing that especially if you know diaz and nunez and jota and all them kind of continue to to be as as a strong up front as they have been yeah there's a gelling that needs to happen i mean really we have I think Schultz has got subbed in the last two games. Nunez played yesterday. And Sala and Diaz have only started playing together uh, since the beginning of January of last year. So, yeah, like, pretty sure. there's so much new things to learn about each other. Um, I'm in full recognition that this is just going to be a weird limbo year where I don't honestly, like, even going into the season, I wasn't sure if Champions League top four would be a th- like expected. Like I, I, th- I think they'll do it in the end, but like mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if we don't make it. You could have told me, you could have asked me that question six weeks ago, and I would have told you the same thing. Just because of like you're losing your, if not your best, your second best attacking forward. Yeah. Like ever, uh, as far as your left wings go, maybe the best left wing we've ever had. Um. Yeah. And of course, that's going to take time to 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 figure out, and and not having Tiago. I mean, look at our injury list. Oh my goodness, this just has 2019 written all over it. And um, you know, we still finished top four, and then the next season we won league. So hey, if we make top four this year, and it guarantees us winning league next year, all for it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, Liverpool, for the most part, has still looked competitive. Like there's definitely moments where they just don't look good, but early days, a lot of injuries. So if if they can at least, you know, yeah, fight through and finish in the top four, like clearly not their best season in the past few years, but not a failure of a season. Now, did you see the bench altercation at the end of the game? No. Oh, okay. Go check it out because it's, it's really tough to see kind of what happened but it definitely looked like Liverpool initiated something going on to where after uh, they scored the winner, there was some drama going on and Klopp was in someone's face and it was just all very hectic. So okay, let's I don't know here. if it was directed at the ref and Klopp got involved. Now, Klopp was kind of a nuisance to the to the fourth official on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I def- that's Klopp's personality. He's always very... Like, uh, yeah. nudge, nudge, like, you know, I'm going to bug you all game, and I'm going to be gentle and friendly until you, like, screw me over. And when the cramp started to happen, he was definitely fired up because he was like, this is ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. And then so when they scored, I definitely think there was probably, like, some, like, that's what you get type attitude coming from Liverpool yeah. sides to Newcastle, and Newcastle just wasn't having it. So... <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see you watching it rather than seeing the reflection yeah. in your glasses. But um, yeah, it was definitely like, oh, like okay, this is spicy. And I mean, but I mean, that's like, I think it was, uh, I think when Arsenal played Liverpool last season, um, Arteta and Klopp had a little bit of like a issue on the sidelines, and like up until that point, Liverpool looked a little bit flat, and then that popped off, and I think like kind of like what we were talking about with Ramsdale, like you see one of your teammates kind of get fired up and it almost like mm-hmm. lifts everyone up because then 
you know, it, it maybe snaps some people out of a little bit of complacency and, and, you know, just robotic, like, here playing the game. So, you know, if if that's what Klopp's got to do sometimes, it's just he got to play the, the bad guy against the refs or the, or the opposing team. Like, why not take that? Like, Anyone would love to have him as their coach. Oh yeah, yeah. So Fabio I mean, scored and ran right over to him. Well, he—I don't know if you saw. Did you see what Fabio did after his goal? No. Oh, dude, you gotta look up this too. He scored a goal. You know what he did? He got on the ground and started stretching. Started <laughs> stretching. That was a celebration. <laughs> see, that's what the league needs. Just yeah. like <laughs> some good characters like that. Dude. That. He's 20 years old. He's going, you're going to cramp on me? He's like, oh, I got to stretch out. But then, it was, so anyway, he immediately after that, he ran over to Klopp and, like, gave him a giant bear hug. And, like, so it, it's cool to see Klopp, you know, have that type of impression with the young guys, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't wait for this kid to be a starter every game. He's so good. Um, I mean, it was the right the place, right time. Going, it's it's, it's coming quick. I mean, we just got <laughs> Arthur, too. Oh, man, I don't know how I feel about that. We'll talk about that one. That's just like... <laughs> It's great we got another midfielder. It's not great we got another injury-prone midfielder who I don't yeah. expect to play very much. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Anything more on that game? Or we got not... one more for match day five, which... Oh, my gosh. I forgot about this game. Yeah, you could have. Yeah, let's, let's bust this one out really quick. Um... Look, all I got written down here is that... Uh, Neither side looked great, but Madison looks most promising. <laughs> Madison looks like he cares. I feel bad for Vardy, but Vardy's old. I feel like this could be Vardy's last season. I think it probably will be, at least at like Premier League level. Um, yeah. I could see him, you know, maybe drop down a league or two, or I don't think he'll make like the MLS switch or anything like. But, I mean, yeah, Madison, I think, looks the most hungry mm-hmm. in the Leicester team. Like, T. Elements, over the past few years, has looked great. Last season didn't really. And, like, start of this season hasn't looked great. But, like, there's a good player in there. I think, but, I think Madison, though, I think a big part of that is World Cup. I think he's trying to really, really show, like, I'm not giving up on this team because I want to play in the World Cup. And I think he Mm -hmm. will. I mean, can you name, uh, like, I know know uh, the UK has a lot of, like, pretty good midfielders, but as far as, like, attacking midfielders go, if you're going to centralize them, James Ward-Prowse and James Madison are probably up there. Henderson will probably get the nod um, as as he will captain. But... Uh, I mean, otherwise, yeah, but Mason Mount. Would... Mount, you got Sokka. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he he should at least make the squad, I would think. For like, sure, yeah. If he doesn't make it, I'd be I'd be shocked. Yeah, and he provides some of that creativity um, that you're gonna need, like, and and if if. England wants to make a a strong push in the World Cup. You're going to need a few guys that can bring in the creativity, whether it's centrally or from the wings or wherever. And, you know, maybe he won't play every game, but he should get some games, I would think. Yeah, Leicester's just in a tricky spot. I kind of want to save more of that talk for for our 
our, our part two coming up. I just want to I want to talk a little more about Manchester United. I'm still not impressed by them as of yeah. as of oh, what day was that Thursday? We'll talk a little more mm-hmm. about today um, later, but. They got their goal with Sancho. I think Sancho's looking okay. He's definitely a little more confident than what he was last year yeah. at the start. But after that, it's just like Bruno is a shell of himself. He's not – he's complaining more. I think I've ever seen him complain. And I watched a fair amount of Man U games because I, I did like watching Bruno and how he played. Yeah. Um, I think Erickson is now playing in a much different role for them than he's ever played in his entire life. He's playing at the back right with, with uh, McTominay. Yeah. And they like, he's, he's there. Uh, he, he's what I want Kovacic to be in terms of like that holding midfielder. He's almost what Bruno should be. Now Bruno's taking more of that role now since um, they dropped Erickson back, but I thought Erickson did a better job at playing that central midfielder than Bruno did at the start of the season. Now they're winning the games since swapping position, but I don't think they're playing better. If that does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, they just seem a little bit more, um, maybe a little more confident and cohesive. Like clearly not as disjointed as they were when they lost to Brentford, um, and I think. Like, the thought is that, you know, Bruno is a little bit quicker um, and still is creative, so, like, he should play yeah. up further, whereas Ericsson is a little bit slower, but, like, can pick out that, that long pass still and, like, see those runs. So it's, like, I get what they're going for, but I think um, it just, it's, it's kind of... It puts a lot of stress on your defense because Ericsson can defend but like it's not his forte right like he shouldn't be shouldn't yeah like can you don't want him really yeah defending He's so to do it yeah i just erickson's good enough that i think he'll kind of thrive wherever he gets put yep um I think but Ken i think yeah him. he yeah like i wouldn't be surprised if you know that throughout the season erickson plays more and is more successful than bruno ends up being but I don't know. Yeah, they're they're kind of like a Tottenham right now. Where it's like they're getting these wins, but still nothing is like been like overly convincing, you know. Erickson is the oldest player on the pitch for them when they start games, and I think Ten Hag has that like that purpose for him, just being like you are. I'm surprised he's not. Who is captain for for United right now? Um, I'm I'm honestly not sure who's who's their captain. Um, now I as you as you check that out, if you can't find that out for me, yeah. I believe Man U just had a Harry Maguire problem. They've won every game <laughs> since he hasn't played, and I don't think that's he was, a coincidence. He was certainly an issue. <laughs> Why? Well, I was on, and then he came on the pitch today and got a yellow card right away, and I was like, "Is this dude gonna get sent off?" I was like, "That would just be crazy." He didn't, um, but I was like, "This, you know, Ten Hag was right." Like, I mean, as of right now, he is a hundred percent right that Harry Maguire was the problem because the the defense didn't have pace. Yeah. So, um, 
technically Harry Maguire is the captain. Oh, there's, yeah, but I got pulled. There's no. So, um, I think. Yeah, technically, Rashford? I think he's he's still the the captain. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's De Gea. I imagine it's it's got to be one of their senior players. Yeah, it could be Rashford. That's a that's a that's a call for a uh, hmm. a Man U fan. I honestly don't know. Also, I just got a text from Kristen. I don't know if you can read it. Can you read these? Uh-oh. Can you read it? The bottom text. It's backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn Manchester United. It'd be like that. <laughs> I I'm I'm glad she's like. She's embracing into it. it. It's kind of like weird because I'm like, whoa. Like... <laughs> no, it's not cool when I get. You know, Liverpool sucks sex or whatever it was. You know, you know high-scoring games. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, when you said that, you know, she was really into the All or Nothing show and Dude. was becoming a fan, like, I thought it was more of, like, yeah, she's, she's a fan and, like, like I don't know, like a... Um, just, just in it because I'm in it? A little bit, like the same way that Kara will go to Sac Republic games with me and like uh-huh. keep up with the team. Like she does, but she doesn't, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Kristen here is just like, no, full on gooner, keeping track of the yeah. games. Like she's so competitive, and now that she's like, oh, our team's number one and yours isn't, she's like, I'm gonna just continue to root for them. And I'm just like, uh oh. <laughs> so, um, do you have anything else more to say about the Man U Arsenal game? That stands. Uh, I'm sorry, not Man U Arsenal. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Man U Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Not really. No, I mean. How many days left does Rogers have? Sheesh. He's made it this far. <laughs> Honestly, he's made it this far. And I thought his comments after last week's game, being like, "What'd you expect? <laughs> like, don't we didn't do anything? Like, of course we're here." Yeah. And you know, I mean, I'll, I'll let you finish that that question I asked you because then I got, I got one more follow up on that. It just, it seems like, like Lester's in such a spot where like they needed to sell people, like they needed to decrease their, you know, wage bill and all this stuff. Like clearly having some degree of, of financial issue that I think you almost have to keep Rogers because he's, yeah, a proven manager, um, and he's it might be out, man. he's checked out, but like it might be cheaper to keep him instead of like pay him to leave, and then what? You either find some interim manager that won't cost a lot, but is like maybe an unknown quantity, or you then are you know paying more now for a little bit more established manager that. I don't know. You you just didn't buy anyone the whole transfer window, really, because you didn't have the money to do it. So do you have the money to switch managers? Like oh, their squad sucks. Yeah. And now to to follow up that question, um, I don't have the exact quote on hand, but Rogers Rogers said something along the lines of, you know, we didn't buy any quality players this this window. Um, you know, what mm-hmm. what do you expect? That must suck to be in that dressing room and have your manager say, we don't have any quality players, and you're like, I'm one of the best 500 players in England, and you're calling me shit. Like, I was thinking about I that. Mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. That sucks. So that his morale in the dressing room has got to suck, because he's basically saying openly, 
y'all are terrible. I didn't want any of you, and I didn't get anyone I wanted. Yet you still have yeah. to go out there and play for me. Now, maybe not everyone, but yeah. I mean, it's that's definitely got to be a, a huge, like, mental hurdle for all the players, right? Like, you're already dealing with with the game and you know all the the mental struggle that comes with that of like trying to stay as a top performing player and you know week in week out like here you've played three games over the past seven days like that's not only a lot of physical strain that's a lot of mental strain just like to stay engaged like that like then to have your manager just uh yeah, kind of just like shitting on you, right? Like that doesn't feel good. That, that and then when okay, now he, you know, he thinks this way about me or us. So like when he wants us to dig deep and go for, it, it's like, but you don't mean that anymore. Like that that doesn't hit the same as as it maybe once did because you don't really think we're to the level you want us to be at, and like you're not supporting us to get to that level so it's like yeah they're they're in a, a tough spot like you you gotta you gotta somehow find the like strength and courage and motivation to play for a manager and maybe a club at this point that like you don't really connect with anymore it's the fact he says it publicly that just like, yeah and with a smile on his face it's not like one of those like you know we didn't we didn't get who we needed to get in the transfer. It's like, <laughs> we didn't get who we got, who we needed. Like, oh, well, here we are. Like, game on. Uh, it's, yeah, it's 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 whack. It's it's awful for Leicester, considering where they were two years ago. Um, they've lost, if we look at, you know, match day six, they've lost their last five in a row. They're negative eight in goal differential. They drew their first game and have lost since then. And I don't, let's take a look at their schedule really quick. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll go five games in the future here, and you tell me which ones they they could win. <laughs> Ashton Villa could 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 oh, they could. I don't think they will, but they could. Uh, Tottenham, no way. Nah. Forest. Mm, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no too, and I think just Forest is gonna be like we're not gonna let Leicester beat us. It's more one of yeah. those. Bournemouth. I don't think they're going to beat Bor. I don't think I think Bournemouth's going to win that game. I feel like um, they got some fire yeah. behind them now. Yeah, yeah, I could see. At, at the very least, they're not scoring on Bournemouth. Like defensively, Bournemouth will be okay in that game. I think. <laughs> I mean, Bournemouth is at least like trying hard. They won today. You know, skip ahead. Yeah. Like, they they beat Forest today, and I think Forest is going to have a chip on their shoulder after Forest. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. After Bournemouth, they go Crystal Palace. I don't no. think they're, they're not winning that. They play Leeds after that. I don't think. I think Leeds had a wake up call today, and I don't think they're gonna. I don't think Leicester beats them. And then it goes. No. And then it just. I'm just gonna jump ahead. Wolverhampton, City, Everton, West Ham, Newcastle, Liverpool. I mean, look. There's. They. You know. People say it all the time. There's no easy game in the Premier League, and. You know, if but they have you're, no motivation, there's no motivation for for a relegation like, bottom team. Usually, those teams are like we need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Rogers is just like, ah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's you're 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 in a tough spot. Six games in, like you 
okay, maybe you could have had some rough a rough start or some bad results that just didn't go your way, but like you should have seen signs of like something is is clicking here. Like things are working, it's just in Garway, you know. But well, every game it seems like there's there's just no hope. Let's look at the exact opposite opposite of this. Last year with Arsenal, when Mikel mm-hmm. lost his first three games, what did he say by game four? I believe in these guys. These guys will get yeah. it done, and they did at least to a, a certain you know point yeah. of that. Rodgers after three games saying just like, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna keep like you know just putting guys out there and uh, whatever. Have Fofana like fuck them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, it, it that January window is gonna come. I think sell off. You know, Arsenal are already interested in Tielemans, but I think just didn't want to pay for him. I think they'll. Sign him to like a pre-contract yeah. for the summer. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Madison goes in January, like, or at least tries to. Like, yeah. I think it's it. People are gonna try to start jumping ship here unless this turns around real quick. It's gonna be hard to watch, but something I must pay attention to. <laughs> this feel bad. This feel bad. Yeah. Um, this might be a good stopping point. You want to take a little break and then. Um... You know, we'll do we'll do match day six and and everything else yeah. we need to talk about. Yeah, definitely. We can uh, finish it all out after a little little breakaroo right, halftime. All right, we'll be back in a few. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hooligans Pitch. This is part two of our episode this Sunday. Uh, it is September fourth, and this was a busy, busy week. We got two games this week, <laughs> a lot of action. Uh, we spent an hour and a half talking about. Match day five and just just the first half. <laughs> an hour, yeah, so much to talk about, and we didn't even finish it. So let's backtrack here really quick. Yeah. R- really quick and weak are just too similar here. I, I got my words mixed up. Uh, Chad, who's your offensive and defensive player of the week for uh, match day five? Okay, um, defensive. Kind of went back and forth as I was, like, quickly thinking of this right before. <laughs> um, Fair enough. But I think I'm going to go with Emmy Martinez, just because, like, the saves he was making against Arsenal was, like, kept kept Villa in the game, honestly. And I know, like, they didn't end up with a clean sheet, let in two goals. Um, he made, you know, on the Jesus goal, like, probably should have saved that initially. But... Um, I just think he he made a lot of like acrobatic saves and really just kept Villa in it, which is is a lot to say. And um, yeah, I mean, clearly there's other good alternatives, but I like an exciting keeper jumping from post to post making saves. So you know, just to bring up Martinez, this has been a tough go for Villa to, to start the season. But when he's confident mm-hmm. and when things are going their way, man, does the, the shit talk come out of his mouth where he's just Ooh. like, you got nothing on me. And he's like, that's, you know, we talked about Ramsdale. I wish I would have brought up this point on part one. If, if Ramsdale had Martinez's mindset, oh, where like, yeah. I, like, like, Oh God, do you remember the PK shootout? I don't remember. It was, I was against, just thinking it was about against, it. It was against Chile. I think so. He was yeah. just like, he didn't even have to say, he was going like this. <laughs> Just with his hand, he's like, you got nothing on me. That's, oh that's, uh, on terms of, of a banter within a keeper, he's number one. 
Yeah, he reminds me. I don't me see of, like that. Um, Tim Cruel, you remember? Mm, oh, list? that was good on PK. He was really good. Yeah, about especially. getting into people's heads, and I feel like Emmy's got that same sort of thing, but he's like always trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, I remember the subtitles for that game, uh, <laughs> and just what and what was going on. It's so good. Oh, say so that that's a solid one. Yeah. Um, mine is Jose Sa, just clean sheet. Another one, just bailing Wolverhampton out, making sure they're not bottom of the yeah. league. It's it's why I brought him into my team uh, two days ago because yeah. I was like Ramsdale's going against Man U. I was like, you know, Arsenal just lets one or two slips happen, and usually that's going to be a goal. And the clean sheets are so important. So I'm going to pat myself on the back here for putting in Saw because he got me a solid, yeah. I think, eight point five points for another draw okay. Uh, okay. with the clean sheets. So. We'll do that. Um, my offensive player of the week. It, it was a long time coming. This might have been. This might not have been his strongest offensive week, but it's Mitrovic. He scored right away in their game, got the goal, and then uh, Brighton did have an own goal afterwards. But if it weren't for Mitrovic, Fulham, I don't think would have won that game. It ended two one. But I mean, the dude is just insane. He deserves after the six, uh, I guess, yeah. five weeks in, five games in. He deserves one. He does. He's been putting in work. He's, yeah. yeah. So and Halan has been beating him to it. Jesus. I mean, now so look at our offensive players of the week. We've had we've had Jesus, Odegaard, Holland. Uh, help me, help me, Zaha, and now Mitrovic. Like he he's in that top five for sure. Yeah. No doubt about it. He totally deserves it. Yeah, I, I agree. He's, you know, every game he may not get the most touches or, you know, be involved for the full 90 minutes, but when he gets his chance, he's taking it, whether it goes in or not. Like, he's making defenders at least, um, you know, be honest and, and, and play their their role completely. Like, I don't think there's going to be a team that can just, like, you know, bully him off the ball, and then he'll be quiet the rest of the game. He's always going to be up for the fight. So, yep, that's a good shout. I like it. Yeah. Side note: Can you hear my dogs barking? No, because I, I I found it. They heard me like talking like Mitrovic. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And I was like, I want to make sure like they're not barking about Mitrovic because fair play. Like, I get it. Mitrovic, yeah. tough call. Um, cool, man. Let's do that. Let's do Martinez and Mitrovic, and then uh, do you have a goal of the week? Yeah, I went I for the. Uh, Which one? Which one? I, I went for Zaha's shot. It's just mm, like okay, such yeah, a yeah, nice yeah. top of box, yeah. little curl in. Like even his step up to it is like he he steps up, takes you know one step to the side, sees that small window, and just the perfect little curler into the corner. That's so tough because you look at Zaha's goal and it's like pitch perfect, but mm-hmm. then you have Cavallo's goal where she's like money time in the extra time yeah and it's just like i don't know how you compete with which one is which i'm glad we don't have to decide like who gets claim of that i'm so happy we're just making both goal of the week yeah if you're looking at like just goal then i think he takes aha but if you're taking yeah yeah context for sure yep then carvalho's got like i mean those last minute winners are always great the way he did it though he just banged it on top of pope oh (laughs) All right, that wraps up match day five. 
I'm just looking at my notes here. We got nothing else to do. Let's jump into the busy, 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 busy week, busy Oof. weekend we had. I know we kind of already touched on a couple of things. Yeah. Um, that's totally normal, just because of where we are at with our recency bias. But let's look at game number one of the weekend. Now, I originally called it a snooze fest because I was a tired boy. <laughs> I, I was gonna say something about this because I didn't wake up for the game. I mean, it's on at four thirty here. Like, it's already a big enough ask to get up for an Arsenal game that early. early but early. Um, I went back and watched the highlights, and like, this looks a little more lively than you maybe yeah. have let on. You know. We have, a, we, have a, we have a visitor. You know, said, oh, match day six, let's go. He's about, he's about to talk shit about Liverpool. I am going to talk shit about Liverpool. <laughs> They're highlights for a reason, Chad. Yeah. They highlight the game, and you had 17 minutes of highlights in a 90-minute game. I'm not going to lie to you. Those 17 minutes, I must have closed my eyes for. <laughs> <laughs> I, caught, I caught moments... Of of brilliance, I caught mm-hmm. Solace post when Pickford hit it, and I just like, I, I was kind of like this watching, so everything was sideways, yeah. and um, I think I was mostly it, it was like from the thirtieth minute to like the sixty fifth minute is where I was not paying attention, and honestly, like that's where it was kind of like, I don't say the it's, dullest, and that's usually where I mean, a game is dull. Yeah, it's that in-between. But, but it, 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 when I was saying a snooze fest, it just meant, like, the highlights just caught the moments, the seconds of yeah. of when things look great. But a majority of that game was sloppy. It really yeah, was. And- if, if you go back and watch the replay, there wasn't moments where I was like, wow, like, we should have won that game. I don't think we should have. I mean, a draw is fair, to win it like Everton had their chances too yeah I mean I mean my first note on the game was that the goalposts for both teams was oh, the MVP. That's, like, yeah player of the week is the goalpost for sure it's <laughs> it's VAR number one and then goalpost two yeah that's 100% accurate oh my gosh what was it um Dave Davies New- hit post Davies hit post. Nunez has that shot that goes off the crossbar and I think Diaz picks it up and then hits the post yep. and it's just like so many really quality shots, and everyone's just hitting not, They're just not like, falling. Yeah, they're knocking, but, and they've been knocking all season. It's just, yeah. it's it's like, you know, they put nine against Bournemouth, and it's like, <laughs> the net is so big against them, <laughs> it should stay the same, you know, dimension as as your following games and fractions, yeah. fractions. This. This much is just changing these results. It sucks. That's it. I mean, I mean, it's it's like Arteta said during the All or Nothing um, show that like so many of these moments just come down to like the small little details and like it's crazy. Again, like a great shot, but just like had you placed it like an inch to the left, that's going in. Like it's three points. That yeah, and that's that too. It's like it's a big gain for such like a small margin but i mean yeah so i like so from watching the highlights i thought pickford looks like he's like kind of coming back into form yeah um but granted this is you know merseyside derby like 
form kind of goes out the window for these rivalry matches. Like it, and it's it's everyone kind of steps up to the plate. So we'll see how much or how long that can continue. I think it'll uh, I think it'll carry on. I mean, in, in yeah, terms I, of, I, of where he is with England right now and and their goalkeeper mm-hmm. situation, um, just off the top of my head, you have you have Pickford, you have Pope, and uh, Henderson. And I, I think you're going to go with Pickford. If, if I mean, Pope is there. Yeah. But I, I, I think just in terms of, I, of caps, you go Pickford. I mean, just purely based on how he performs with England, like Pickford, I'd say, is still number one. He's he always, like, he performs like this, as he did here with England, like, every time. Yeah. And, like, that's what you need. I'd say, like, Pope is number two, and then I think you got like a Henderson Ramsdale going for three yeah, right now. Yeah, Ramsdale. Like, is there anyone else in there? Um, is that um, it? I think that's it. I think, that we, might co- be I think it. we covered oh, it. I'm, I'm going through like this no the table. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anyone else in there that stands out. Or yeah. at least from England. I don't think. I think we kind of nailed it there. Hmm. So, yeah. Now I, that was you got to ask you. About this Virgil Van Dyke tackle. Yeah, it sucked. Red card. It's tough, it's, man. It's a, I, it's, I, a high, it's a high late step on yeah. the shin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think if I if there's a reason why it wouldn't be, it was because in the beginning of the game, Onana did a similar tackle on someone else. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to think refs hold a like a bias or a grudge or whatever, yeah. but like he got one, you got one. Yeah. It's like so hard to say what the ref was thinking at the time. Was it bone crunching? Oh. <laughs> I mean, like I've just seen like Arsenal players, uh, other teams too, but like obviously I watch Arsenal the most. Like I've seen them make that same challenge and get a red card. Yeah. And so it's like, a lot of people are saying it should have been red, and I would probably agree. But again, it's it's one of those like take the full context of the game into account, and like yeah, if if the ref kind of missed that call earlier, that maybe should have been punished a little more. Like yeah, maybe this is a uh, you know balancing yeah of the calls. I, I I think it could be also a star player call. If Soyeon Chu does that True. tackle, I bet it's red. True. Yeah. You know. You know. I, mean, I, I don't want to say it's a it's a fan driven league, but I yeah. bet there's some sense in that ref's head where it's like it's Virgil. Like this guy is the best yeah. defender in the league. He now correct me if I'm wrong. Did VAR look at that? Um, I believe they did. Oh, shame on that. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I I would think so because. I, yeah, I don't remember exactly if they looked at it, but I would think so because he went down and because Virgil got the yellow from it, I would think they would check it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, and two, you have to take into account like it is a you know rivalry derby match. Like they want to keep the game eleven v eleven as much as they can, so you kind of have to pick and choose your your battles on what's a red card and what shouldn't be. So. I would say it's a red, but I'm not that disappointed with it not being a red. Those, yeah, those, yeah, those challenges are so hard because he's trying to step for the ball and like 
Onana is lanky. Mm-hmm. Um, but Virgil is not his step. Like he's been different this season compared to any other one I've seen him play. Just by like by a half step, half step, yeah. a half step difference, he gets the ball. Half yeah. step late, red card. Like that's how like like what you just said. You know, inches matter, yeah. and in that case, it really could have been a big difference. Um, I I do think star he got a star call there. Honestly, anyone else you put back there? Um, yeah, I could see that being a red. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, anything else in that game? Or no, it's just sad. <laughs> I was just like, how did not one of those? I think we had like eight yeah, shots yeah. on target. It was something like that. And you know, credit to Everton. Their their defense stepped up. Um, top of my head, Tarkowski and Cody had twenty clearances, like a ton of blocks. Pickford had a, I don't know. It felt like a dozen saves. Now, yeah, <laughs> the post did play a big factor in that. Yeah, and um, it was Nunez's first game back since week two. Um, week two, yeah, I think we played sure. Palace. So you know, it's been a while. Am I surprised by the result of a nil-nil draw? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Liverpool can't put one goal in the net. Yeah, um, yeah, you would expect Liverpool to, you know, still kind of dominate this game and at least get one in the goal, but. Just uh, wasn't meant to be, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. But then, when you say those words, it wasn't meant to be. It was like, you know, you know, we barely snuck by Newcastle. Probably, yeah. probably should have just drawn there. Uh, we already drew Fulham. I feel like the draws are killing. We drew Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our one solid win was Bournemouth, but it's like. What are you gonna do? Be like, we beat Bournemouth. Like, yeah, yeah, go us. It's like, okay, that was a job well done, but uh, you should be clapping the Fulhams, the Crystal Palaces, for sure. Yeah, the, the Newcastles. Okay, like they're up and coming, but that just is like, it doesn't sit well with me that we're not crushing the teams we're supposed to crush. Um, and again, credit to those teams who are drawn against Liverpool too. But mm-hmm. I, I again, it, it's just a it's a gelling period. Um, you know, Klopp signed on for all of these years, so this could just be another era. Um, yeah. I'm going to put this in like basketball context. Uh, the Warriors' dominant team through the late 2010s sucked. Like not a, like they sucked. They sucked for like a year and a half, and then they win the championship. So I know in part yeah. one we talked about if we finish top four and then win a championship next year, I could, I honestly, I'd put money on that. I really would. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be. Would you be shocked sh- next year if Liverpool win it all? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't um, think so either. Because, I mean, like, like Liverpool's not in, like, a full rebuild mode, but they're kind transition. of like. Hey, yeah, it's that transition period where, like, a lot of your bigger players are getting older and, you know, injured more often now. Um, and then you are bringing in, like, some new attackers who, you know, they're going to bring their own flair and, and style and, um, of course, got to learn the system and all that. So, like, I could see this being, yeah, that, that kind of transition era or year. And then next year, yeah, depending on 
signings and stuff, like they'll probably be right back at the top if they don't win it. At least you know a clear challenger again. So did you see Nunez's shit houseery with Cody? <laughs> I did, yeah. So so Cody, so, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say like this is is okay. It's like if he wants to play the game, play the game of you know like getting in their head and and all this, but like. You can't let them get in your head where then you go and headbutt a guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was just like thinking when Cody scored that goal, I was like, Wolverhampton loaned him. Why didn't Liverpool try to get him for a year? He was, I don't That's know. If, true. He, he, he was on their youth squad. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, what? Like, even going into the season... Liverpool's defense wasn't like looking great, right? Yeah, like Conte, Joe Gomez is still coming back. Uh, Conte, Matip, uh, yeah. Gomez. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Conte is hurt and Matip might be hurt as well. I think so. So, like, Joe Gomez is kind of getting forced out there, and Joe Gomez has never been anything spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um,. I don't know. It just it just seemed like I thought about it. And I was like, dang! Like Everton got Cody. How did how did Everton land up with Cody? There's so many teams who want a good, solid center back. Yeah. And like, to be fair, Everton already had two. I mean, it it just <laughs> it it always seemed weird because like Cody, I'm pretty sure was captain at Wolves. It was. That's the and weirdest like, transfer of this season. Played well last season with them. And I don't know. I I know. Like I I don't watch a lot of Wolves games, but like from the times that I watched them, nothing was like. It it was never a Harry Maguire situation where it's like, eh, like he may be your captain, but he's not great, and like it didn't make a transfer out or you know even a loan out make any sense. So I don't know. Maybe behind the scenes stuff, and that's so hard know. to believe. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, fantasy only goes so far, but Connor mm-hmm. Cody was the second most picked player last year, which is like, okay, points for fantasy and like how you play actual soccer is totally different. But yeah. obviously there's a correlation a little bit. If people are picking you and you're getting points, like you got to be oh, a yeah. decent player. I'm looking at the year prior to that when he was with Willie Bully. And, um, you know, shout out to Willie Bully. Good to see him back in real. I'm pumped to see what he can do later. But yeah. it was uh, it, it was mostly a, a, a Michael Keane and a Kurt Zuma show, which, man, mm. I'm going to say this. I hope no one picks Kurt Zuma. He's, he's kind of <laughs> killing it right now, but I, I don't want to put him in. Yeah. I don't know if anyone will buy it. I think we have the type of league where no one's going to pick Zuma. That's, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, I just think your points for a West Ham player are better will come more frequently from like a Suchek or a Rice. So, I think later on absolutely. But if you have yeah. you seen how many clearances that guy's been getting? I haven't, but oh man, Chad, it is <laughs> it, it goes to show how how messed up. Which hey, let's jump. It's perfect transition. Because I don't need to say anything more about Liverpool. Let's jump into West Ham and Chelsea. Cool. Um, what a what a what a match! 
What a, what a <laughs> stupid match, to say the least. But I, I, I want to bring up Kurt Zuma's stats. Um, so this season, I'm just going to go off his last five, six games. 12 clearances against Chelsea, 6 against Tottenham, 11 against Villa, and then Brighton 2, Forest 4, City 2. Um, blocks here and there. So, like, yeah. when they're playing against, besides City, the attack-heavy teams... He's like booting the ball out a lot, which which does make sense. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Fantasy wise, gonna pool. I think he's a good player to have, just considering the, the clearances. But I mean, Susek, Rice, those guys are gonna be solid in the mid. But that's not what I want to talk about with Chelsea and West Ham. Let's talk about the possible game time decision <laughs> that happened. Can we talk about that? Can I oh can I get God. your thoughts? It's just, it's so ridiculous. Come on, man. What is that crap? So, okay, so, like, I, when I first saw it, I just, like, watched the highlight on my phone. It was, like, a little bit hard to see what was going on. So then I went back and, like, really watched it. And, look, to begin with, the save is poor. Why didn't he just, like, like, uh, yeah, put it in his belly and just like yeah. rock it in. So, okay, so you take out, let's say Bowen isn't charging him down and he goes to make that save, makes that save as he does. It's a poor save. It's, you know, it. he like, I don't know, like fumbles it just to the top of the box, right? So it's like... Well, he, 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 he pawned it out, which... Yeah, but like, it, th- but it goes, what, maybe... Five yards in front of him. Not like, it's far. not a good. Not far. No, yeah. it's awful. He didn't punch it. He he just palm is almost too strong of a word. <laughs> it like it just hit the center of his hand and it yeah. went. Yeah, you're right. I don't even know five yards so, is too many. He fucked up. He fucked up. It, clearly, he knew this, right? hundred <laughs> percent, he knew this. So he said, "Oh feels, shoot." I feel like whether he really f- felt Jared Bowen happen with his foot or not he was going to try and formulate some sort of injury or something right he knows keepers get decent protection especially in like a situation like this so i don't blame him for trying that because i think most keepers would but i think this should probably come down to var and really looking at the play and the context of the play and I know we're going to talk more VAR later, but like letting the the replay play out in real speed and seeing that like, okay, yes, they're both kind of coming to the ball and it's not like Jared Bowen just keeps running, just like trucks through him. He tries to jump over him, right? And, yes, and... he, he barely, I mean, honestly, he barely clicked him. Let's be honest. Yeah. He barely clipped him. He was yeah. not trying to foul him. He no way. No, no. way. And, and so for that it's like it just it's clearly just like play acting and realizing he messed up on the save so like doing what he can to get the eventual goal overturned and VAR backed him up and I I guess maybe this is you know like like we were saying with the uh, Liverpool and Newcastle, like maybe Chelsea just finally got one and you take it, but this is... That is a bad one, dude. 
yeah. is bad. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna quote Moyes here because I don't know if you saw his quotes after the game. Do you happen to read these? No, I didn't read them, but I saw that he was like, "Oh, it's great. This is great." <laughs> so so David Moyes, here he goes. He says, "You've seen it. It is a scandalous decision, absolutely rotten from one of the most supposedly elite referees." It doesn't say much about whoever sent him over from VAR as well. It is an unbelievable decision against us. The referee should have stuck to his guns and been big enough to do what he said. Which, he said it was a goal. He said that. Moyes went on to say, they have new people in charge, so they're trying to do something. But I've lost faith in them after today. He ain't wrong. I don't think he's He's, wrong. He's not wrong at all. And, And... You know, it's. I get it's it's a a fast moment, so like it, it's hard to take it all into consideration, especially like when you're having the ref then recheck on on VAR. Like, you don't want to spend minutes on this, but like, again, I think you slow something down. It it completely sports. changes the context of it. It's the perspective every of it sport. is every sport. Com- completely skewed. Yep. So, played in real time, you see, oh yeah, they're both running at it. Mendy dives, makes a save. Bowen tries to jump over him. Okay, he clips him with his toe. But was he trying to clip him? No, of and course. So, did, did, who, who made the bigger mess up here? Mendy or Bowen? Oh, and Mendy for I sure. I mean, obvious answer to that, yeah. that stupid question I just asked. It... It blows my mind that Bowen is punished for something yeah. that he tried to avoid the best he could. And I thought he did a pretty good job of avoiding it. And if you look, mm-hmm. he clipped him in the shoulder, like-ish. Mendy, yeah. Mendy like, grabs his hand. Yeah. So, hey, kudos to Mendy, dude. Go get yourself an <laughs> acting job. My lord, I cannot believe that was Maybe sold. that's what this is about. Mendy knows, like, you know, the, the football career is not excessively long so he's like look i gotta start this acting career now show what i can do <laughs> awful I, I was i could uh, not believe that i, could I not mean believe yeah it. it that was that was probably one of the worst like var calls that i've seen like since it's been a thing yeah recency bias but absolutely yeah it, it's i mean it's just like if a keeper's gonna run out and dive for the ball i get it's like a dangerous situation as it is for them, but like, but he punched the ball away, Chad. Yeah, he, it's he's not the like... one who decided to say, "I don't want this. Get rid of it." And the player said, "Holy shit, I gotta avoid you now." Because yeah. if if Mendy would have caught the ball, I think it would have been a very different scenario because Jared mm-hmm. Bowen would not have tried to like go for the ball after the parry. His yeah. foot dragged because he pushed the ball away, so it was almost like he was trying to get his back leg to. I don't know, maybe catch Mm, the ball from behind to, like, stop it. But, I mean, Mendy was in the way. It's such crap, dude. It's it's such a poor decision. It it blows my mind. And then the fact that West Ham score off that, too. It's just even worse. Because I bet if they don't score and they boot, you know, say say that no goal happens, they boot the ball down and the possession carries on, that doesn't get looked at again. Mendy stands right up. I think Mendy knew he screwed up so bad Stayed on the ground forever because he knew if I don't stay on the ground right now, and they score, yeah, we're gonna we're not gonna get this overturned. But if he stands right up and they score, there's no question that 
I mean, maybe there's a little question, but most likely um, the goal will stand. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's really what it comes down to is Mendy knew he, he messed up and this was his, like, at least attempt to get out of it. And yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it's, but... bull. it's such bull. I want to get a Chelsea, by, uh, a Chelsea opinion on this. Um, I know it's, it was pretty quiet in all our, our groups from the Chelsea guys on this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, they were hey. big on the big on the win, but no mention of. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I think I think Zach wants to get in on this. Oh, cool! Yeah, because because he said I was gonna get him give him some Oscar points, <laughs> and I I want I want to hear his thought. His thought on this because uh, yeah, it was freaking rough. I, I just it's it's okay. So I, I also want to talk about Mount because Mount got subbed into this game. Correct me if I'm wrong. He did right. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, pull it up here too. He um, yeah, he came in at the 60th minute. He brought some life into their team. It was the first time I've seen Mount, and I was like, oh my god, like I don't want to sub Mount right now. Yeah, he brought some agility, some pace around the corners. I was, you know, he's such a he's so young and he was so good last year. It's so hard to be like, I want to yeah. get rid of this guy. But, but again, like Chelsea's starting formation is just so bizarre. strange. Like, mm-hmm. like you're starting Kovacic, which is good. You're starting Connor Gallagher, which is like, yeah. What do you think of him? He had, like, last season when he was on loan at Palace, like, he looked pretty decent. Um, this season, I think he's looked a little... He just looks young. Like, he, when he got, got the um, second yellow card the other week, like, it's just... He kind of makes dumb decisions and is learning. But then, like, as it's laid out here, like, Loftus-Cheek was Chelsea's, like, defensive mid, which... That's, he's that's never been like he's <laughs> you know if anything he leans more to, towards the attack so it's just like a weird setup from the get-go um and i think really like i would probably start mount over gallagher any day i think he offers a little bit more creatively and um at least can like keep a cool head more often, I think, than than Gallagher has shown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could see. I mean, obviously, way more than shown. I mean, Gallagher with that red yeah. card last week was or two weeks ago now because he got he got suspended for yeah. one week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, hot take question. Mendy has not played. Uh, I don't even want to say good to start the season. If he has another poor outing, does Kepa come back in? <laughs> Um. Now you spent I mean, a lot of money for both of them. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess like you might as well, right? Like you have two mostly quality keepers. Like they've both had their moments for sure. Kepa might be the best the backup end, in the league. Yeah, like he might be. They they've both had good moments and bad moments. So it's like. If you got the opportunity to bring in your your backup keeper and you know it, it's someone of pretty much equal quality, I guess like is it equal? Why not give it a go? Eh, is it equal? Maybe not exact, but Equal-ish. you know. But yeah, but if if Mendy's out of form, then you know why not 
at least for one game, throw Kepa in, and maybe that'll wake up Mendy and be like, whoa, you know, that, that number one spot's not secure. I got to really step it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could, almost like a refocusing. Yeah. I could, I could very well see that. Um, and then this is my goal of the week. Do you see Chilwell's goal? <laughs> Dude. Okay. It, it might not be, like, the greatest goal ever scored because Fabianski was like, yeah. I mean, where I mean, was right he off, at? Right off the bat, the whole defending of it was poor. Just bad. It was so bad. It was awful. <laughs> it was totally awful. But the goal, it, focus on the goal itself and what yeah. Chilwa was trying to do, I thought that was sweet. Just the loveliest little touch to oh, redirect the ball. And the spin on it after it hit his foot yeah. to getting goal. I thought that Oof. was so fun. And I was just like... It, it shows the quality that Chilwell does have, though. Yeah, that's for sure. Like he, I mean, even when he when he came on, I know it's you know maybe a little bit down to other players too. But like Chilwell looked lively and looked like he would like if a goal was gonna come, like he was a candidate to do it. And you know he makes that run, and yep. you know West Ham doesn't really track him as well, or you know even clear the ball, which I don't know how that happened, but. Credit to Chilwell for grabbing that ball on the run and and somehow redirecting it perfectly and and I mean yeah it's a, it's not one of those goals that you're gonna look at and immediately be like oh yeah fantastic goal but then when you like really watch it it's like well that took a lot of skill his touch <laughs> was perfect it was so yeah. good yeah that was really cool to see um, it'll be interesting to see what Tuchel does moving forward regarding his left side because that's his. Yeah, I feel like Chelsea has always had a really, really strong left side um, mm-hmm. with Alonso, and like, yeah, you got a strong right side with Reese, but I feel like you got really strong wing backs now. Like, you need to utilize them. You really do, and yeah. I feel like you need to play your best players. And I do think Kukurea and and Chilwell are up there with your best players. Um, I don't know. It's hard not to start both of them. I think next week. I think you. I think you've got to find a way to get yeah. them both in. You know. I mean, I, yeah. Like you could probably. I don't know. Yeah, leave one as the more defensively minded left side, and the other one just move them up into the midfield a little bit more, and like let them roam a little bit. And because either way, like they both want to get forward and. You know, put the cross in, or or get involved in the attack play at least. So, mm-hmm. especially right now, for I mean, as we've been talking about Chelsea, like looks like out of ideas. So, why not try it? <laughs> what, did you did you get to watch most of the match? Um, no, I caught like uh, maybe like thirty minutes of it. Okay, but... I, I watched ninety uh, percent of it. Maybe did you see Fofana? I was trying to keep an eye on him. Um, from what I saw, he looked okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the same page as you. Okay, I was like, they okay. spent money for this guy. I was like, yeah, I was like, he's not I the mean, man, which he was the man at Leicester. Honestly, mm. he was. He was. He was the go-to defender, um, and now he's with a bunch of dudes who know what they're doing. Yeah. So, like, maybe he doesn't have to be um, that guy. But it's. You know, I feel like Chelsea just really overloaded on the defenders this transfer window, and now they're like, <laughs> they sure did. I mean, I mean, yeah. Let's look at their backline: uh, Kukurea, 
Koulibaly, Thiago Silva, Fofana, and Chilwell. It's basically their back line. And they're only starting three out of four-ish? Yeah, I mean, I guess what they did lose... Um... I mean, Emerson, but he didn't really play all that often. Yeah, he wasn't in too, too much. Uh, they lost Sar. He didn't play too much. Christensen, they lost, which mm-hmm. played a decent amount. Um, Rudiger, obviously. So, like, they had holes to fill back there. Um, but, you know, it's it's it feels like they spent a lot of money on the defense. And What's to show? Yeah, you maybe needed a little bit more help in the midfield or the attack or something. Like, I'm just gonna keep saying it. Like, they creatively they're a little bit lacking. Absolutely. And, and Zach, welcome to the Hooligans Pitch. Welcome in. Hello, hello. You are you are very first special guest incoming. <laughs> oh, thanks. We are. Thank you for uh, having me. Absolutely. We are discussing the Chelsea uh, fallout from this weekend and how VAR really screwed over West Ham, um, including, you know, Edward Mendy, possibly earning an Oscar. <laughs> it makes no sense that um, a ref could look at that and claim foul. What, what was your first impression when you saw that? Well, I was like, okay, he's laying on the ground. Oh, maybe he's hurting. Oh, he... Like, that's just a natural fall. It's a natural response to being slid tackled or... Yeah, like so and so the ref reviewed it. it. The ref saw what happened, and originally he he earned West Ham the goal, but went back and watched the replay, and saw Mendy, you know, do what he needed to do. <laughs> Are you surprised his acting did enough to to change the ref's mind? Yeah, that ref is horrible. <laughs> it makes zero sense. <laughs> I. I have Mendy on my team, so it behooves me to have him not give up goals. But, like, that was horrible. If only Declan Rice would have made the goal, then I would have been more mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your bias would have changed a little bit. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a trip, man. VAR really, we were just talking, like, you know, players of the week this week, and it was the goalposts and, and VAR. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish we could make those emojis. But uh, <laughs> shout-outs. We might make a shout-out post emoji and see how that works. So, Sammy's wife does um, cool cool, uh, cool work like that. She might be able to make up some emojis for us. Okay, cool, yeah, because we definitely need a post and a VAR. And maybe a, yeah. and maybe a Michael Oliver and Anthony Taylor because uh, oh my God. I guarantee they will be the players of the week at some point. Oh yeah. As we move forward, what was the ref? What was the ref in the, the Arsenal game today? Is Paul Tierney or something like? That? Oh, do yeah. we do we just want to skip forward and talk about the Arsenal game? Because I know Zach watched it. I know I I paid we attention. Well. Yeah, let's just jump yeah. forward because I I have I got so much to say about that game. I, yeah, and I only have a few minutes because I'm about to go eat dinner with. Some oh yeah, no worries. Um, Chad, do you want to start us off? <laughs> Look, um, overall, how you feeling? Like the, a, a loss was always going to come, right? Eventually. Um, we're not going to repeat the Invincibles, at least not with this squad. Like We've looked really good, um, so I'm okay getting that like undefeated pressure off the team. Yeah, that's, I, that I, is I'm good, good with that. Um, I think throughout the game, though, like Arsenal, for majority of the game, looked like they like dominated uh, possession and 
and had the better well better looks but then we just got beat on the counter like i don't know i don't know if what happened there of the back line just not communicating well or like i mean the third goal they just stood on the halfway line and never decided to drop back and then you know now you're chasing the game but like i i just defensively that was probably like the worst we've looked in in a while under arteta was yeah, it? I think. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was, gonna, I was just gonna say. I think. I mean, Man U came out really tough. I think they kind of had something to prove. I mean, I don't like Man U at all, but they played a really like respectable, like tough game. Like they came out and I feel like they punched Arsenal. I mean, it was obviously like a good game, and Arsenal played pretty tough too. But they like just the way they were tackling, or like even just making contact. They were always throwing elbows or like mm-hmm. you know bodying them up. It seemed like they were just playing rough, like. And, uh, you know, kind of, like, like, punched Arsenal in the jaw a little bit. Uh, you know, just popped him in the mouth right right off the bat. I, I think they, then... they matched their energy well. I think both teams came out with a lot of energy because they knew, like, this is a big game. Yeah. Um, is, is this the first game of a top six team going against each other? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it is. Um... I, I, don't, I don't recall any other team. In the top Unless six. you consider, consider Newcastle up there now. But... No, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Um, I do think, though, when the Odegaard foul happened, a mindset might have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wow. see, your, I see your air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> I, I think a mindset changed uh, being like, okay, like, you know, the referee might not go our way this game, mm-hmm. so we have to play a little differently. And I want I want Chad, Chad and Zach, I don't know if you have your, your who scored up, but please go look at the heat map of Jesus because this is the main point I took away from that game. When I watched it, Jesus was getting the ball. Chad, do you have the heat map open for Jesus? Yeah, do you have it just for Jesus? Uh-huh. Where is the darkest blue? Um how about this? Yeah, kind of, Not in the box, right? Yeah, it's it's that's the problem. Like more towards center of the pitch. That's the problem. Yeah. He was getting the ball way outside of the 18 box and then having to dribble his way in, dump it off to Saka, dump it off to Odegaard, dump it off to Martinelli. That's not his job. His job is to be yeah. in the box by the PK spot receiving the ball. And I was like, it, it reminded me of him in his Man City days. I was like, that's mm-hmm. why I never thought of this guy as being an amazing player because he was not in spots where he was great. Yeah, that that's well, then, what stood I mean, out to me. I mean, going off of that, you look at the goal that Arsenal scored. Um, Ode- or the ball comes in to Jesus, he misses it, but he's in that center spot in the box, and then you know it falls to Saka, and he's able to score. So like, yeah, he definitely reminded me a little bit more of like a Lacazette role mm. in this game, where he was just like trying to maybe help the team a little bit too much on the buildup. So then when we did build up, he wasn't was, there. Yep. So. Okay. I just now figured out the heat map thing. And yeah, yeah did you find that? Yeah, he's definitely just right outside the 18 at all times. It's, ne- not, it's not in the 18. Like he yeah. is, he is, yeah, I think like one or two touches near the penalty spot. And that's about it. Yeah, I mean, definitely not Arsenal's best game. Um, I mean, we are missing... Thomas Party, like it's a big miss. Um, Lakanga looks good, but he's young, and some of that learning will cost points. 
And I think especially on that first goal, um, I don't know, Zach, was it you that said it in the Discord? Um, that uh, Okonga gets kind of pulled out of position, so then Gabrielle... Uh, oh, no, Sammy. Yeah, first time Zombie yeah. Sa- tracks Erickson into his own half. Um, Gabrielle comes out of space, misses the tackle, gets scored on. Like, it's just a learning curve. So, like, I get it. <laughs> but, you know, it sucks to give up that that first goal. and then Is that a chemistry issue? Just because there's a new guy uh, in the role and, and, and things look different? Maybe not so much chemistry, but just... Like Thomas Party's pretty much asked to cover that the whole like left to right part of the side pitch side. Yeah, yeah. in front of defense. So it's like it is a big role and you know, I think just with time in the position experience really plays a factor. Hmm. Um, yeah, he's gonna be having some talks with uh, Carlos Cuesta this week. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Now, Zach, did you draw that picture of the brain and the heart on the spot? Okay, I, I'm going to lie. Uh, I had my mom draw it. <laughs> wait, wait, so how did you state that to your mom? Mom, I need my I mom, like, mom. I, I need some motivation for my team. Yeah, I'm uh, chilling with my parents right now. And I was like, Mom, I need you to draw me a cartoon heart holding hands with a cartoon brain. And she's like, well, why? And then I quickly explained to her about the Mikel Arteta whiteboard meta. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, and then so that's what she came up with. Wait, wait. So this was she didn't even see a picture of it. This is all off off like her she, own imagination. She is an artist, I will say. That, um, I mean, but that's like spot on for what Arteta yeah, was drawn. So. Exactly. And she's a kindergarten teacher, so she also is just like really good at things like this. So I just knew it was gonna be perfect meme for the moment. Um, so I you know I I can't take credit for drawing that. I could have maybe tried, but definitely not as good as that. Well, only four <laughs> minutes went by from us talking about, like, all or nothing, and then you posting that photo. So you were really quick on the draw there. I'd be like, Mom, we need, yeah. we need Arteta, Arteta content yeah. right now. Yeah, that's so funny. And um, when you guys eventually, or whenever you do need some good tactical talks, um, Sammy is absolute tactical soccer genius guy because he played soccer, so he'll... Uh, He's even he even explained to me like the role that Zinchenko's playing, how much different that is than like tyranny. Yeah. Like tyranny's like hauling ass down the left left wing, left back side, whereas like Zinchenko ends up playing like a center defensive mid role. Yeah. And and we have two center backs, you know, or three center backs sort of depending. And Chad yeah, and I really Chad stuff. and I discussed Zinchenko where he was like, every team could use Zinchenko. You can utilize him in so many different ways. He will be... I mean, he doesn't mess up. I didn't see him mess up once today. Did you? Um, no. I, can you can yeah, recall I, a certain point where he's like, oh, what the hell was that? I I don't see it. I don't think he like messes up generally. It's just like defensively he is a little bit... Sure. Um, Unreliable. Worse. Yeah, like Tierney, I think it's the better defender, but... Zinchenko just offers so much of being able to like tuck into the midfields mm-hmm. and provide that extra cover and stuff. So, but yeah, like technically, I think he's probably one of the the best in the squad. Uh, I do want to talk about that Odegaard foul though. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's bring it up. Let's talk about it. The more I watch <laughs> it, the more I watch it, the worse it looks for Ericsson. This is what I'm gonna say, <clears throat> and I get like. In uh, 
I guess textbook definition, yes, it's a foul. It's I'm putting putting that out there. Extension did it. <laughs> I'm I'm putting that out there. But we've been told, you know, refs are letting play be a little more physical this season. I've seen this foul and worse continue play. And ref is standing like five yards away from this foul, does not call it in real time. Really? I don't, oh, yeah, oh, okay, go, I'm, I'm going to watch it right now. If you go watch it, ref is right there looking directly at this yeah, play. He does not call it a, a foul. Yeah, doesn't call it. And then all of a sudden, VAR comes in and wants to like, re-ref this well, it, portion of the game. Like, what was interesting, What my dad doesn't really like watching soccer, and he was kind of watching the, that. Actually, he watched that part with me. Because mm-hmm. I, of course, was super stoked that they scored. And then... Yeah. And then immediately, all the Man U players run over to the ref, and they're like, check that, check that. And it's like, and it's like, then the ref decides, you know, then VAR decides to check it. And it was like, like, he didn't, yeah, I agree with you that he, I agree with you, Chad, that it was probably a foul. But Mm -hmm. VAR is not there to re-ref the game. Exactly. If he didn't call a foul, then let the the boys play. Yeah, like, like it's supposed to correct clear and obvious errors, where it's like, was this a foul that was missed? Yes, but like, are we are we now relying on VAR to check every foul on the on the field? Like, yeah, yeah, and just... I, yeah, and it kind of reminds me of like, like the baseball VAR. Like, you know, it'll it'll like review a foul ball or home run or whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. if the guy's getting tagged out or something. But like, they don't VAR balls and strikes. They let the umpires make those calls, whether it's super bad or or you know or amazing. Like. Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> Not for long. Um, Chad, oh, I, I do want to say, though, the ref is looking right at it. He's probably, you said, what, five? I, I want to say he's closer to ten yards away. But even then. But he's even right then. There, unobstructed. But even then, like, I, I'm trying to come in as a neutral here. Is Erickson but, stronger than this? Yes. I love Erickson. I do, yeah. But also, he's a little weenie boy on this one, and just kind of fell over. And my my mindset is, when someone pushes you over, they have to be stronger than you. I don't mm-hmm. think Erickson is uh, weaker than Odegaard. I think Erickson is stronger than Odegaard. I do. I love Odegaard too. But for for me to see Erickson just flop over like that, and Erickson take yeah. the ball, fair play to Odegaard, dude. Good for you, man. You just stole it from one of the best central midfielders of the last decade at least top at least top 50 you can put him in top 50 no doubt i mean yeah i think it's just like it kind of also like like the the mendy thing like ref did not call that a foul in real time no so like you i think you have to you have to let the refs kind of ref the game themselves like i know we're we're trying to make this game as, as fair as possible but like when you're that close to it and you're watching the challenge and you didn't see anything right there just because I don't know, you you VAR feels like that that was a foul enough to negate the goal. Like Yep. It, I think I just think it's harsh. Like I, I can't find the stat, but there was one referee this weekend who got a VAR challenge. And he said, no, that is not, like, I, I do not agree with you. I'm going with my call because I saw it live. I saw it in real time. This is how it looked. I, I, I'll have to find the play. I can't find it at the moment. Um, but I did read about it when I was looking up all the VAR incidents this weekend. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, 
refs don't like to be wrong. They do have an ego uh, to hold by because you have power over these players. The players, yeah. there's 22 guys, 22 grown men looking at you for a decision. And when you are inconfident about your decision and you have to go to some other guy in a booth with yeah, a video, oh, like that, that oh, I can't imagine your mindset after that happens. You'd be like, and he's just like, I was wrong. When really he kind of wasn't. And then just throws the whole match off. It, it's so broken. Um, it's yeah, man. Var is yeah. Var is not in a good spot right now. <sighs> it, should, it should review offsides. It should review. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, but I, even the offsides, Zach. We were just talking about this. It's so bizarre how they go off of certain shoulder points, whether it be the outside of the shoulder or the inside of the armpit. It there hasn't been a consistency that I have seen where I'm like, yep. Offsides guaranteed. Like, even if it's fractional of an inch, just like centimeters, millimeters, we go down to the very pinpoint exact moments of where their <laughs> shoulders are leaning. And it's yeah. just like, it, it's mind blowing. It's like, how do they make that decision? And then they don't explain it. That's the worst part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just like, hey, man, whatever. I think that could clear up so much confusion and like hatred of our if. I just want to be able to hear the conversation between VAR and ref when it's being checked. Why aren't we getting a ref post game? Because we got to protect these guys. Yeah, there there would be entire uh, stadiums of people ready to kill these people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't like a post game like report from a ref would be interesting, but well, they do that in basketball. They do a post game and they say in the final two minutes we fucked up this many calls. They, say they do. That? They do that. They openly say that it's a two minute report. But then, like, what do uh, what what do the players and teams think? There's no going back, man. Uh, see, yeah, uh, I I don't know if that would help the situation. <laughs> It, it doesn't help in any way, because then it's just like, oh, so you admit you were wrong just a day later. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, and, like, I get it. Like, you know, they're human. It's a fast-paced game. You're trying to use your best judgment in a lot of the, these situations. And I, I think it, it's, you know, okay to be wrong and make the wrong call here and there. But, like, like this one, like, we we've seen other challenges like this that should have probably been called a foul in, in different games and different points of games but isn't because they want to let it be more physical this year which is fine but then where's the line of like too physical and not physical enough to be a foul just because this one resulted in a goal had the goal not happened had they missed what they're not checking that they're not going back and saying like oh it's a foul so it's a free kick back here not a goal kick like just because a goal happens, it, it's all of a sudden a foul? Like, Yeah, what if he doesn't score? Brilliant. What if that goes off the post and Man U counter? And they, yeah. What if they score? What if Man U scores on that? What if Man U scores on that possession? Are they going back to that Erickson Odegaard saying, like, ah, you know what? Actually, Man U got fouled. Man U, you don't get a goal, but you get a free kick. That, yeah. Has that ever happened? That would be... Oh, they played the advantage, so, you know, it's it's cool. But the advantage is four minutes later. Like, there's uh, the gray area in this is so bizarre. It's yeah. so, it's it's mind-boggling to say the least. 
Well, hey, I actually have to go uh, eat dinner now, but thank you guys so much for. No, that was you came in at a great yeah. time. Um, you're you're welcome back anytime. Oh, yeah. you do this always. This is what we talk about for hours. We're we're already like two hours, two and a half hours in of just straight <laughs> banter, shit talk. So next time, it. next time, jump in. We'll be here. All right, you guys have a good one. All right, Zach, take care. Yeah. Later. Man, yeah. okay, so so to follow up on that, what do you think of Martinelli's goal? Because yeah, that's got to make you feel pretty good that finish. Because he was neck, he was like shoulder to shoulder with his defender. Mm-hmm. Um, was it was it uh, Varane with him? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, like that's that's just like that's the quality he has. He he has the the speed. You know, he's bulked up a lot over the past couple seasons he's been with Arsenal, and he looks I good. Think this, this season, yeah, he started with, I think, three assists and maybe two goals or something so far. Like, yep. Whereas, like, Sokka's year was last year and he broke out. I think Martinelli's going to, like, break out this year. And um, I think it really helps having Jesus in there, plus all the other Brazilians that we have at the moment. Like, Yeah, that helps. He probably feels like really comfortable, and you know, Jesus and Zinchenko, you know, coming from City, having that like winning team mentality, probably really helps Martinelli and the rest of the squad. Of like, you know, it's it's you're gonna struggle, you're gonna come with adversity, but like, you just keep trucking forward, and you can you can get a goal. Like this was a you know out of nothing really. Like yeah, so it came from slop. Yeah, like so. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see Martinelli like statistically do better than Saka this year. Um, but I mean, I hope they both do better. <laughs> so, so um, do you feel confident in your backline right now? Because um, honestly, the goals that I've seen that have been let in is because of backline shakiness. I mean, yeah, it 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 seems like. For the longest time, Arsenal always had, you know, one or two, like, big defensive errors that would just play them out of the game. And then it seemed to go away for a little bit. And it, and I think from the end of last season and kind of carrying into this season, it's maybe creeped back in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, like, there's been some changes back there, like Saliba coming in and Ben White playing more of, like, the right back and Zinchenko and stuff. So, like... There's been changes, and it'll, it takes time to get used to all that. But I don't know. Some sometimes I feel like Ramsdale can do better on his positioning. Like he seems to stay like too far out sometimes, um, which I think doesn't give him enough time to react to the shot. Um, but I mean, I yeah, I guess defensively, like. <laughs> Whereas, like, when Arteta first came in, it was like defense fixed solid, and then the attack was the issue. Now it's almost like flipped again. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're looking it really great. Has. It really <laughs> defensively, has. It's, it's now like, I, I yeah, it's youth. Maybe though. Not... your your youth in your backline is crazy. Yeah, it's super so... young. With Ben White, Gabby, and Saliba, what's the average age there? Twenty two. I mean, yeah, it's... You throw Tierney and Shinsenko up there, and then it jumps to 23, <laughs> like, maybe? Yeah, maybe. It's like super young. Yeah, I mean, I think they've looked... 
I'd say they look good so far, but they are still just those moments where I don't know, they they get a little lose a little bit of um not confidence, but like um composure in the game yeah. and um you know, unfortunately against the bigger teams like they're going to capitalize Punish. on that. So mm-hmm. surprising yeah. it is surprising Manchester did capitalize on those um, mistakes because yeah, they usually don't they haven't so yeah. I mean I think part of it too was Arteta's subs this time felt off um, yeah they felt very just from a neutral they felt like almost like oh shit yeah instead of like was, let's go finish this off on that like I think you know it, we brought it back to 1-1 team was I, th- you know men- momentum kind of shifted and then I think the 2-1 was probably against the run of play, but I think Arsenal still was in it. Like, they had a good, um, you know, momentum about them. And then he makes the sub right after that, where it's, like, triple sub and, like, very attacking, like, throw-it-all-forward kind of sub. And then in the midst of everyone, like, kind of repositioning of that is when that third goal happens, which is, like, I don't know if you could chalk it up to the subs because that whole back line just... I mean, they they stood on the halfway line. They didn't ever drop back until it was too late. Like, I think he got a sub wrong today for sure. Um, and for me, like watching it, I was just kind of worried about the other teams that play that, the same way, where it's like very much take the pressure and then we counterattack you, like your Tottenham's and stuff. Like, hmm. if if United was able to do this, like you got to figure that out now because so many teams rely on the counter attack and like, we can't be getting beat that easy on the counter. It, 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 it was just a little bit messy back there to deal with that. Why aren't we seeing Odegaard and Smith row playing together? Yeah. I'd really like to see them. Um, Cause I mean, Odegaard and Smith row, I feel like they both have a decent shot. So it'd be really interesting to do the whole, like, you go, I go, take turns, you set me up, I set you up. We haven't, uh, I say we here, this is awful. I haven't seen that as an Arsenal neutral between yeah. the two of them. I feel like Arteta likes to sub one out for the other, which does make sense. You want to sub out your 10 for your 10. But I feel like they're both such quality players that it might be super beneficial to keep them both on the pitch. Yeah, I mean... So last season when Smith-Rowe would play and would come in, he was mainly on that left wing where Martinelli is now. Okay. Um, I didn't know so that. So I, I think, yeah, it's... I think Arteta likes him a little bit more on that side because he can play with Odegaard and then, you know, they both do have kind of that creative ability about them. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if it came down to not having Thomas Party in the midfield today because, like, maybe he would have stayed in and then you bring in Smith-Rowe and keep Odegaard on then um, hmm. instead of instead of bringing in, well, taking out um, Lakonga and letting Xhaka be that, the only, you know, defensive mid back there, which is not his strong suit. So no, it just sucks to see him back there kind of I don't want to say he's alone, but it like it feels yeah, like he's on an island. He can't yeah. do he doesn't feel it, it, 
the confidence in him and like his understanding of what his role is, I feel like just changes so drastically when Arsenal goes down a man or uh, not down a man, down a goal. Mm-hmm. Especially when the other I team mean, is attacking. Yeah, I think that that kind of probably has to do with Lokonga coming in, just not having a player with as much experience as Partey does. Like he has to now kind of worry a little bit more about tracking back than he mm-hmm. had been. So, I mean, it just kind of reminded me of past seasons where Jaka plays that more defensive mid. It was yeah. like, can he defend? Yeah, but like... Should he? <laughs> should he? No. Probably not. Like He shouldn't have to. Yeah. Shouldn't have to. Well, I want to segue this into the Brighton or uh, Brighton Leicester game because okay. VAR made a terrible decision in that game. I watched, did you see? Did you see the highlights of that one? Yeah, dude, what is going on? What a banger by is it uh, McAllister? I think McAllister. McAllister, yeah. Dude, yeah. that guy's a stud, man. Props to him for getting his goal on his PK. But yeah, I don't understand. <sighs> Chad, it's just it just doesn't make <laughs> sense to me, man. The guy didn't touch the ball. No. If you don't touch the ball and you're not interfering with the keeper, which are two very clear things. Because I understand there was one point when I think Mendy had someone standing in front. It might not have been. It might have been. I think it was Mendy from Chelsea. He had someone standing in front of him, blocking his eyesight like this in my hand. They moved, but they were offside. But at that point, it was too late. So I could see how someone who was in his way, who's offside, could screw up that whole play. I was like, I get Mm -hmm. that. I could understand how that can get overturned. But this guy is like this. This is where my hand is over here. My my eyes are here. This doesn't this doesn't phase me at all. They yeah. overturned it because they said a defender couldn't get his head on the ball in a certain way, but the player didn't touch the ball. So yeah. how do you how do you say the player who was offside I mean, messed up the play? It, it, the only like argument I kind of like rationalized in my head for why they called it off was because that player like makes an attempt, attempt to play the ball. So what if you like, dummy? Can you dummy? I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of that gray area again of like, like where, what considers you like affecting play or like being involved in the play, right? Like if you, as he did, you know, make an attempt for the ball, but then like whiff and the defender still gets the clearance on it really... Wait, let me stop you there. Is a dummy an attempt on the ball? Um, maybe not an attempt on the ball, but I think you could argue it's like you're involved in the play, right? Because if the ball's coming to you and damn, that's the the terminology here is so crazy. Because it's like play on the ball and attempt are almost the same thing, yet they are so different. Mm -hmm. I do agree. Whoever that person trying to do that crazy ludicrous bicycle I kick mean, was. But I mean, yeah, for me though, like because defender still got to that ball, it you know, it, it goes down statistically as a clearance, maybe a poor one, but a clearance. Um and from there goal probably should have stood. Like But the difference is it wasn't an effective clearance because he was scared of the guy trying to do what he needed to do. 
that just sounds like it's bad just, defending. It, dude. It's <laughs> it just goes back to the like, why can't the ref on the field make the call? And then it's you know, basketball, baseball, football. I'm pretty sure if you want to review it, I think those three sports. I think I'm. I, I want to say I'm 99.9 percent right. If you want to review a call, the coach has to call it. Yeah, the coach. The manager says you guys, you guys screwed up, and I'm gonna like let mm. you know. I want you to look at it again so you can review it. Not a, a guy in a booth away saying like, yeah. hey, like you know what? I'm gonna look at that again. I mean, that would be interesting if they kind of took that same. It's a coach's challenge. Um, yeah, just you know they get one two challenges two. or whatever one per half i don't Foot, know football's two baseball is two uh i want to say basketball is two as well because if you screw up once you get one more to rely on if you get it right you get it back mm, yeah i mean yeah i think that would it probably help the the flow of games right because you got to be a little yeah you got to be a little bit more um pick and choose when you want to use that challenge so it's mm-hmm. like okay yeah like he was maybe off there but is it you know worth going and looking at and if or like this one like yeah we it we cleared it and then just didn't clear it well like I don't, yeah i don't know that would kind of make it interesting and maybe is a smart way to move forward. I think <laughs> I think we're going to see drastic... I mean, I don't know if we'll see drastic changes, but after all the crazy calls this weekend, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if Vard has some change within the next couple months. <laughs> we'll see. I'm being super hopeful and optimistic. I haven't yeah. hit that pessimist side. Um, Lester went up 1-0 in that game within the first minute. I... I watched the entire game, full 90 minutes. I was like, oh, my God, Lester is going to finally figure it out. And, like, because I saw Rodgers in a, in a pre-match interview where he looked, um, I don't want to say, like, you know, like, oh, we're going to go get them and be 100%, but it seemed hopeful. Okay. And then, boy, they just shit the bed after halftime. Oof. Oh, my yep. God. And, and you know, kudos to Brighton because Fassard, uh. super, super, super good. He was supposed to be moved. I thought he was going to move from Brighton. Um, but, no, nah, man, he was he was killing that left side. It was really fun to watch. He's a really solid player. Um, the Callister is awesome. Brighton's cool man (laughs) it's like I feel like they used to be the joke of the league and like even the joke team on FIFA it was just because they were so bad it's like oh man like I like them I mean yeah they I think they uh, they they almost feel like like a Southampton of like years ago where it's like totally not great but not terrible but like you gotta respect them and if you don't like they're gonna destroy you yep and I mean, yeah, it's it's great to see, you know, it just makes the league more competitive. And man, yeah, they just really put on a clinic today. And <laughs> if if Brendan Rodgers got sacked after this game, I would not be surprised. Like, <laughs> you can't you can't I feel like let a team do you like that. <laughs> I feel like he's trying. I feel like Rodgers is trying everything he has. Like, what can I say to get out of here? He tried it last week and it didn't work. Saying like, yeah. my team is shit. What'd you expect? Like, you bought me nothing. <laughs> 
It'll be. I haven't gone back and watched uh, the post-match interviews, but I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, okay, let's move. We're just going like we're gonna backtrack now. We went sure. all the way down. Let's go up. Ashton Villa, Man City. How did Man City not crush Villa? Um, I think they were. They just felt a little bit off. Like Villa or a City. City. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. had. They had some good looks. They had some good passes. But I think just like something in their 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 gel was just like not where it should be. Because um, I mean, yeah, they they kind of dominated the game and like really should have won probably. But like, uh, I mean, look, Holland only scored one goal. What do you what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty surprised. Um, the difference for Villa is they didn't start Coutinho. Coutinho mm-hmm. has only scored one goal in his last 17 matches. And there was talk that like he might be holding down um, what Gerard and Villa are trying to do. And Gerard has some you know relationship with him, uh, with the Liverpool squad. And, yeah. and there was such a, a little bit of baggage there. But you draw City after... Most of the league thought you were going to get canned a week ago. You, that's like, like okay, that's, that's, that's that's a win. That's a win. Oh yeah, yeah. This is definitely like a win for Gerard and and Villa as a whole. Oh, I think for sure. Been. Uh, but did you see the Coutinho goal that was called off? Yeah, yeah. So that was another one of the <laughs> the ones where we're just like, come on. It see, it's one of those where it's like they have this weird. You keep your flag down even if it's a clear offside because you don't know what's going to happen and we can check it. Okay, but then you have, what, Van Dyke got injured during that phase of play one year. Oh. And, you know, th- this goal, which I don't know, it like it might have been offside, but, like, why not just let it play out and then you can check it? Like, where? why all of a sudden are we raising flags like we used to like there's just the consistency it's just never it's never consistent <laughs> i feel like the more <laughs> chad i feel like the more we watch because i mean to be honest this is the closest i've ever paid attention to premier league mm-hmm. like yeah I, I don't want to say i haven't paid close attention in years prior but this is like i am looking at the finer details of things yeah and i think we finally figured out the officiating sucks Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, not like terrible. finally figured out, but we just see it so much more now. Where it's just like, oh my god. And there's no, there's no punishment. I, I don't know what it is in every sport. Um, referees just have this, this thing where like they get to do whatever they want. Except for baseball, they literally told one umpire he could not be an umpire in the World Series because he sucks, and he sued, and he lost. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't worry. The uh, Premier League is sending Anthony Taylor to the World Cup. So <laughs> Are they really? Great. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't believe that. I guess England, but yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I, and I was like reading comments from people over the weekend, and they're saying like, you know, Premier League markets itself as being the best league, and you know, has the best players and stuff. So like, why are we not? going out and buying or paying the best refs to come in to the Premier League. Like I would love to see La Liga refs. Do they come in do they yeah, do do they the all Liga have Liga. to be from England? Like none of the 
I don't know what percent, but like mm. a large percent of the players are not from England. So like, why can't the refs have, you know, some transfers in and stuff? Especially like this season or like over the summer, they had a, a handful of refs retire and stuff. So like, I I I don't know how that side of the game works necessarily, but it seems you know clear, getting more and more clear game by game that <laughs> the refs are not up to the standard of the level of play in, in Premier League. That was, you brought up a really interesting point and I was really curious to see um, the number of players per uh, nation in the EPL. Mm-hmm. And um, surprisingly very easy to find the statistic. Oh, nice. uh, there's approximately 555 players in the EPL. 170 of them are English. Next nationality, any guesses? Um, French. Yeah, tied for second. Oh, nice. With? <laughs> with? Uh, I feel like you're going to get it. And it gives the list, too. This is great. What website is this? I want to say... I think we can go to Spain. Oh, you're close. It's Brazil. Oh, I almost went with it. <laughs> yeah, you should go on Brazil. This is a great website, fbref.com. Um, yeah. So Brazil, 29, France, 29, Spain, 25, Portugal, 23, Scotland, Wales, Denmark, Ireland, 17, 15, 13, 13. So then it drops exponentially after that. Um, seven from the United States. Let's go. Nice. Uh, Arison, Adams, Reem, Robinson, Pulisic. Richards and Matt Turner. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, know, it's just, a, it's just it, like, and I know a lot of the refs are from like the Manchester area, and you know none of them claim to be a United fan or like they always pick like the the non-league team that they're like a fan of mm-hmm. or something. And it's like, come on, have you ever and, refereed you know, anything? No, and yeah, like I, I get either. It. I want to. I want to. I I understand it's a it's a you know difficult job. You're trying to watch any sport like a fast paced game and you know make the right call in a split second. So like I get that, and yeah. VAR should be a tool to help you come out with the right the right decision. But um, I mean, it just seems like VAR. VAR wants to be the right decision over the ref sometimes, and it's like you're, you're, it just feels like they overstep sometimes. Like let the ref ref the game, and you know if it's a clear and obvious error, then okay, VAR can step in. But that's why I think it should be coach's decision. If yeah, it's clear that, and obvious, where you're like, help. oh my god, like you guys screwed up so bad, which it happens. And, yeah. you know, there there are still its faults when it comes to any other sport. There's always going to be some type of, like, yo, even if you looked at it again, you still screwed it up. That's just inevitable. I'm okay with that. It's the yeah. fact that it just can happen randomly at any time, like today with Martinelli, when I thought there were, that play was good to go. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's mind-boggling. It, it really is. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I would love to see a coach's challenge. Put a little, put a little think, red flag would... in their belt because that's what they do in football. <laughs> Beep, yeah. Throw it out there. I think that would help, honestly. Like, 
take the pressure off of VAR too. Like, and the offici- the head officiator, like, yeah, he doesn't have to worry about like anything but a coach, each coach, twice a game, saying, "I think you didn't get that right." Yeah, I mean, no, no, food for thought. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't have much more to say about that game. We didn't see Bednarak, which I'm curious if he makes the pitch because they have Conce, they have. Dingye, they have, uh, you know, who's that on the right side? Cash. Um, I mean, look, he's he's a good defender. Put him in there. Pull his connection with Cash. Come on, man. Put him on the yeah. right side next to Mings. Yeah, come on. We'll I need see. the points. I do. I, yeah, you need the points. I I want the points. Um, you know, we we go up this list. We already talked about Chelsea and West Ham. West Ham. Yeah. Are there any other games that stand out to you? Tottenham. 2-1 Fulham. I mean, um, anything you want to bring up in these games? The Tottenham-Fulham uh, game, <laughs> my main note was uh, dread, dread it, run from it, Mitrovic still arrives. <laughs> He's everywhere, baby. He's still going to show uh, up. Even if, yeah. you, even if you win, he just, he just he shows yeah. up. Um, I mean... Dread from it, run from it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title, Chad. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um, I mean, Ivan Tony, just, you know, Fair hat play. trick. Got to give your hats off to him. Um, I guess the only other thing I want to talk about was in the Newcastle Crystal Palace game. You see the VAR scandal in that one. No, what happened there? Jesus aye, aye, I might have saw Dude, there was so much VAR. <laughs> I, I, like, I can't keep up. Yeah, so... Um, Let me Google. Yeah, I forget who crosses it in. Someone from Newcastle crosses it in. Joe Willick is running in to head the ball. Um, keeper's kind of coming out to try and catch it, and then Joe Willick gets pushed by uh, Mitchell, I think, was the Crystal Palace defender, into the keeper. It comes off of Mitchell. It's an own goal. Hmm. It, it it as it's live it stands uh, VAR checks it and they deem you know a foul Willick fouled the keeper so that goal can't stand but again if you have the right angle which they should and if you play it in real time you see again it's one of these like Everyone's running towards the ball, and then Willick gets pushed into the keeper. So, like, you, he can't do anything in that situation. They, he's running, jumping, gets pushed. He can't stop himself. And for me, it should have stayed stuck as an own goal. Like, sorry, Mitchell, you pushed this player into your keeper and caused a goal, but, like, where's the foul? <laughs> So you're saying his own, the team that scored the own goal po- pushed their own player into allowing that own goal to happen? No, no, no. It was, um, so Crystal Palace keeper, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Mitchell. Tyreek Mitchell is the Crystal Palace defender. Pushes Joe Willick from Newcastle into the oh. Crystal Palace the keep- keeper. Ball comes off Mitchell to score an own goal. But they call a foul on Willick. Do you have any idea he... what minute that happened? Uh, oh, I found it. I found it. I found it. Yeah, I don't have it. But oh my 
God. I mean, it's just... It, like, I get they want to protect the uh, the the keepers, but that's this terrible. was like self-inflicted, right? Like, <laughs> it just I I don't know how you how you look at that both VAR and the ref because he had to go recheck it. How you look at that and see that Joe Willick committed a foul? Yes, he hits the keeper, but out of his control, out of his power. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I, 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 you know, it took me a minute to get there, Chad. It took me a minute because I, I was uh-huh. seeing alternate angles in slow motion. But I wanted when I watched it in real time, and I saw Joe Willick get into the air and saw the defender push him into the keeper. Oh my god! <laughs> what is he supposed to do? That's that's what I'm saying. Like, you're you. Everyone's going towards the ball. It's going to be this big you know, collision or, or whatever. But then, yeah, once he gets pushed... You can't blame Willick because he's getting in the air to do a header, but he gets shoved, so his momentum is going forward past the ball, which I, I don't know who the crystal keeper is, but he yeah. he clobbers Willick. But at oh, that yeah. point, how is... I feel like the keeper and Willick are out of the play. They're done. They, they shouldn't be involved. Yeah. It's up to... Was I'll, it Gahey that put it in? Uh, I think it's Tyreek Mitchell uh, okay. puts it in. But like, yeah, so Willick and Keeper are out of the play due Ridiculous. to the push Ridiculous. from Mitchell. And then, the you know, ball comes off Mitchell and it's own goal. So, like, that's all caused by this guy pushing Joe Willick. And it's like, that. if anything, shouldn't that be a foul on Mitchell for the push in the box? <laughs> They're probably just saying Willick ran too fast. Why are you so quick, Joe? Don't be so fast and your momentum won't take you that far when someone nudges you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that one's just... That's one where, like, I would love to hear the conversation going on between the ref and the VAR. Like, like, what are you seeing? Okay, you see Joe Willick go into the keeper, but, like, where's the context of the situation? Like... My, My favorite thing about the NBA... I, I, I wish you could get into the NBA on a pure dramatic standpoint, but when when something like this that's controversial that happens, um, there's a there's a guy who's like the head ref who officiates like all the refs. He's the main man, and when there's a call that's being um, reviewed or whatever, they'll go to this guy who's in New York. Oh, and yeah. He's like he's talking about the plays. Oh well, I think so and so got shoved, so therefore this is going to be a flagrant foul. And yeah. then the ref goes, no flaker. And he goes, well, I don't know what I was talking about. I feel like that is exactly what's happening with VAR and the head ref who are here. Where it's just like, I'm not going to listen to a word you're saying. Because even though you're my boss, it don't matter. Yeah. That's that's, that's shameful. Shameful. Uh, Kristen just texted me, though, after I said, um, yeah, Arsenal kind of blew it today. She goes, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. I love my team. <laughs> Look, may have lost, still top of the league. Yeah, she's still kiss, kissing the badge. We go, we go. <laughs> oh man, okay, we did Chelsea and West Ham, uh, Newcastle Palace, Bournemouth and Forest. That was an interesting game. I didn't catch most of it because I didn't think it uh, would be interesting. Is anything yeah, I think I think Forest just kind of switched off, and and Bournemouth were still hungry, and they yeah you know, saw an opportunity and took it and. 
don't you can't you can't turn off in the Premier League. Like teams will take advantage of that. Yeah. Anything? Uh, anything else you want to say? I I really don't. I didn't pay too much attention to that, that matchup. No, to yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah, that one Wolves and Southampton. Nothing. It looks pretty boring. So. Yeah, and then uh, the Wolves and uh, who they play? Southampton. Oh yeah, Southampton again, and then Tottenham Fulham. So yeah, that that wraps it up for our match week, uh, match day six. six. Phew, yeah. man, that was a doozy. Uh, offensive player, it. defensive player, goal of the week. Um, goal of the week, I'll say is Ivan Tony's third goal. Uh, I mean, he's my offensive we- player of the week, so. Hat-trick, yeah. man, hat-trick. Um, I mean, how many times have you seen a situation like that where someone picks up the ball and, you know, they're 40 yards out or whatever, no keeper in there, and then they just, like, go Fuck wide up. or, like, no. sail it high. Oh, but he had the composure to just, like, stay calm, Took his time. take a step or two, and yep. just, like, perfectly lifted it. Sweet. In. It was sweet. It Very was, nice. It Very showed nice. how much he could, re- under pressure, um, mm. I mean, you got to imagine now, like, under pressure, he's got to be their go-to guy in any situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, kudos to him, man. It, it's cool to see him kind of do well. Um, yeah. So that's your, that's your goal. Damn, that's a good one. Mine's chill well. And I feel yeah, like that was I'm, so, I'm so uh, glad we don't have to be like, it has to be that one. Because <laughs> uh, those are two sweet, sweet goals. Um, it is your... Offensive player of the week, my defensive. Okay. Um, um, I'll, I'll start. I'm going to go Pope. Another clean sheet. Nine saves, one claim, one punch. Pope's, man. Again, he was good at Burnley, but I feel like he's just took it to another level now. Yeah, I think Castle has a pretty good defense, too. Burn, Char, uh, Fernandez. Uh, target Trippier, yeah, like they got they got dudes in the back and he's still bailing them out. Burnley, yeah. he had me Tarkowski. Can't tell you who the wing backs were, or even the the left and right back. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, I I think this improvement from last year to this year is huge. Almost mm-hmm. to where the point where like Pickford has to kind of watch his back for that job. Yeah, I um, think it's, it's definitely between those two. If if England has two shit games in the group, I could easily see Pope coming in and like I don't know being their savior that'd be quite fascinating honestly I don't know the yeah. age difference between the two I gotta uh, I gotta imagine they're roughly the same age if yeah, not po- sure. if not Pope is the younger one but that's just because of how long we've seen Pickford with Everton yeah uh, I got Pickford at 28 Pope where are you uh, oh he's is that age? Oh yeah, Pope's thirty. So wow, he's older. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. But I mean, hey, that goalkeeping position is one of those where you know you can play another ten years probably, and like yeah. So your your you know prime can come in a little bit later, and I mean he's looked really good so far. So yeah, no complaints for either of them. Yeah. All right. Um, who who do you got? I think I got to take McAllister from from Brighton today. He good. He should have had three. Should have had three, and he just he looked a menace out there. And I mean, all of Brighton really did, but like he was hungry for goals today for yep. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And then uh, so yeah, that, that's cool. I'm down with that McAllister and Pope. 
And then uh, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly on a time frame here. We got 17 mm-hmm. minutes to go over our transfer team. You ready to bust this thing out? Yeah. I assume um, we have pretty similar teams. I would think so. Um, do you want to just start with forwards and go down from there? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I got. I'm gonna start with mine. I got Anthony, Isaac, and Abba. I feel like those are. Yeah. Is that yours? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet man, that was freaking easy. Anthony, nice goal today. I think we put him in to our uh, database today as well, and, and start updating their stats from. Uh, what is it? I guess September third. We'll go from there. Um, only Anthony and Isaac have played. Abba has not. Um, you go ahead. Start with. I want to say shout-outs to Mape, though, because I do want to see what he does with Everton. <laughs> uh, honorable mention. And then I also, on my other honorable mention, it's William with Fulham. I can't believe he's back. <laughs> Why not, man? In my, in my notes, I have, above it is like, Obama Yang returns, and then below it is, William returns? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. It, it, I, was, I did not know this guy would be back in the EPL. So I'm curious to see how much he plays for Fulham. Um, I mean, look, he, he didn't do well with Arsenal, but if he can come into Fulham and and fill that little like attacking mid creative outlet, like Mitrovic is your guy, he can put those balls away. Hundred percent. He doesn't need to be this like amazing ass player. He just needs to be like yeah. just decent because they don't have really yeah. have like a player for that. So that's cool. I'm glad we agreed on that. Midfield, hit it. Um, this one is uh. I mean, one of the names that I initially wanted to keep track of when I thought about doing this, uh, Paqueta from mm-hmm. West Ham. I think he should be uh, I got him. an interesting one. Yep, I agree. Um, next, I'm going to say Perisic from Tottenham. He's considered a midfielder. Mm, nice. I, I don't have him in mind, um, most because he was transferred so early, but I do like that. He's he's kind of brought in this little spark for Conte. And Conte had him yeah. enter, so... Makes perfect sense. I told when he when that transfer came through, I was like, "Yeah, this makes sense." I was like, oh, "Yeah, it, that transfer was written him. like years ago." Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I assume there's some good chemistry there between the two. I so. Would think so, yeah. So yeah, that's um, cool. Who else? My last midfielder, which this is the one that was kind of up in the air, um, but he performed well at Chelsea. Kind of struggled when he went on loan to Norwich, um, but Billy Gilmore mm. transferred into Brighton. Um, he played good today. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he he looks he looked good when he was at Chelsea. Um, Norwich was already. I mean, they were pretty much going straight back down from the from the start of the season. So like, you know, you're coming into a rough spot. And Brighton, you know, they've they've made sometimes average players look pretty good. So like, maybe Billy Gilmore will find some success here. Yeah. That'd be fun to see. Um, no bias, but I do want to see what Arthur Mello could do with Liverpool. Yeah, I, he I, was gonna. It's like him and Gilmore for me. I assume he starts fairly quickly, mm-hmm. um, just because our midfield is shit. Um, I I am on the fence between Onana and Casemiro. Okay. Um, is not getting on the pitch right now with Man U. And yeah, I, he, at this point, I'm like, I don't think he will. I don't. I, which is yeah, really I'm, strange. Like, why I'm would he kind not? Of wondering, like, what are they going to do? He brought him? in to just be like a super sub, like shut down game sort of situation. Or he's or a what? good like, player. 
Yeah. He's a really good player, and for the fact that he's not on the pitch for 90 minutes, I mean, yeah. he's better than McTominay, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. I understand there's youth on McTominay's side. Um, but that Casimiro's makes experience. He's and, 30. He's 30. He's won multiple yeah. Champions Leagues, um, you know, multiple Ligas. So, it, it's kind of mind-boggling why he's not in there. So, with that said, I do want to go Onana with Everton because he got stamped by Virgil, and I was like, ah, I feel kind of bad for him. I was like, you know, like, and he's, and he's with Belgium too. And, and yeah. Belgium is, you know, I, God, they got to be the runner for the World Cup this year. I feel like they've been, you Don't know, I say that every year. <laughs> it feels like it, man. It feels every like every year. But this is the one. Year. But this is the one. The golden generation. <laughs> this is the one. Um,. So, yeah, if you're good to roll with Paqueta, I'm good with Perisic just because I'm a homer. And um, let's go Onana because of youth. and Yeah, I like that. And no glass he'll, play, he'll for sure play more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More will, so. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, defenders, uh, I'm going to start this one. Yeah. Um, our, bo- our boy, Willy Bolly. Mm, oh, you, you don't I, got I, him? I almost did, but Ooh. didn't. Okay, I got Kurt Kazawa from PSG to Fulham. Damn, dude, we're going to have some different picks here. Okay, okay. Uh, Marcelo to Leicester. I forgot about that one. Which doesn't make any sense. Oh, we're going to have... And then Christian Romero to Tottenham. Uh, Wow, we have a totally different backline? Let's go, dude. This is great. Now we got to debate it. All right, who you got? Who you got for backline? So, like, when I was deciding this team i tried to not do like people from the same team but i just kind of had that yeah yeah it was hard um at first i had zinchenko in there um oh yeah that's a good one because he kind of plays that like wing back but then also tucks into the midfield like he it's that kind of hybrid role so he could have some interesting performances um from southampton i took bella kotchap no, uh, I, the, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I didn't either. And then I watched a few of their their games, and like, he's young. He's one of their newer, well, obviously a new signing, and um, he's kind of been running that back line. Like, a lot of clearances, a lot of tackles. Um, he seems like pretty calm on the ball. I, he could be an interesting, interesting choice. Um, yeah, and then Kukurea. From Chelsea, mm, that's a good one. I want to see what could Sassy be worth a look. Up. Okay, okay, respect to and that. And then uh, my last choice was Nico Williams from Forest of Liverpool fame. I know, I know. <laughs> so uh, that's tough. Yeah. Um, I will say I like um, the idea of Christian Romero only because we only have. Yep. Tottenham forwards in the in the league so far. Totally agree with that. I I want to get Willie Bolly in here. He was on okay. he was on he was on almost everyone's Premier not everyone but a lot of us two years yeah. ago. It was either Cody or Bolly for Wolverhampton. So I think it'd be really cool to see him back on a Forest squad. And I you know with with Musa out, I feel like mm-hmm. he has the uh, capability to put up the same numbers. And then when Musa comes back, I feel like those two guys will probably start. Yeah. Um, Marcelo and Krizawa, man. One from United. Uh, sorry, one from uh, 
PSG, the other from Madrid. Again, like Theo said, if this was 10 years ago, this would be great pickups. <laughs> um, is Marcelo going to really see the pitch? I don't know. Like, it, yeah, is, it, is that one of those transfers that is more of a uh, locker, like a room, locker room? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what I'm thinking, too. I do like Krizawa for Fulham. I think that's really interesting. Um, he's a pacey wingback who could probably get up and down the field good. He's still fairly young. He did he did decent with uh, with PSG. Um, mm-hmm. I would I would heavily favor him over Marcelo if I had to pick and choose. Um, yeah, that's that's just kind of where my head's at. Um, if you could give me two, give me give me my two, give me Bully and Romero, and and you mm-hmm. take your and we did agree on Romero, right? That was our one. Yeah. Um, who, I think if you had to put one uh, in, who who would you say out of your out of your four? I'd put Belakotchap in just because what now we don't have a Southampton defender, right? Fair because fair. Yep, they're both out. Evans and uh, yeah, yeah. Bednarak moved out. Yep. Um, I'm okay losing Zinchenko since we already have Saliba. Yeah. Um, Kukurea I think could be interesting. We only have a Kulabali right now, right? Reese James is on next best. Yeah. So, but again, Chelsea has signed a lot of defenders. So, right? <laughs> defender heavy team right now. Um, who's your other one? Nico Williams at Forest. Forest. We yeah. If we go bully, yeah. Um, we meet me in the middle. Middle and and we'll do Krizawa and uh, and do Kukurea. Those two, Belakotchap, or what? what you... I, I wait. We got Romero, which we agree on. Bully. I I feel like Krizawa is gonna have like. Oh man, I, Fulham. <laughs> I I feel like he's just gonna drive the wing and just drill him into Mitrovic. That's where that's where my head was at with that. Okay, okay. If you meet me in the middle of those, Nico Williams of Bully. Hmm. Um, I'll give you the keeper spot if you give me Krizawa, (laughs) Bully, and Romero Mm, I really want to see Bella (laughs) Kotchap alright then I get the keeper okay Okay, so (laughs) so I'm going to let you say our defender because I can't say his name Belikachev. Yeah, Belikachev. Did I say that right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Belikachev, Bully, Romero, and who's our fourth? Um, do we have you we... doing Kukurea or, oh, or Williams? Or... Oh shit! No, let's do Kukurea. Let's Kuz- do Kukurea. Or Kurzawa? No, let's, I, I like that. Romero, Kukurea, Bully. I can't say. It. I, I don't even have his name. I don't even know what his name is. I have I've not seen it on paper. Bella Kotchap. Bella Kotchap. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. Who's your keeper? I was going with Dean Henderson. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Hat boy. As long as he wears that hat, dude. He plays great can with that, the hat. Can that be the the stipulation? Dean Henderson with the hat, and then any game without a hat, we don't score it. That would be sweet. Dean Cap Harrison. 
Yeah, I mean, but he's looked he's looked good in for what he's got, most of man. The game, so. For what he's got, yeah. It's like... And I, I think it, it's you know he stayed at United last season, expecting to be their number one, and then they went back to De Gea, and you know he probably feels some type of way, so wants to to show off this season. So you saw Man U sign Dubrovka. Yeah. <laughs> Mind is, you, mind you, that was my starting keeper last season. Yeah. Don't, I don't want to talk about it, but... I, I thought that was kind of surprising, because, I mean, I don't know who um, Newcastle's backup is now, but... Um, yeah, I don't know either. I guess, what, Dubrovka probably would assume he's getting more chances at at United or, or what? Like, I, I, I don't know what to say to this because Dean Henderson, if I was Man U two years ago, I would have said we need to start getting this guy in first team. So, yeah, and it, it seems like that was kind of their intention and then just went back to De Gea even though he struggled for like all of last season. So, mm-hmm. um. I mean, just looking at Newcastle's squad right now, they have Pope as number one, and their backup keepers are Carl Darlow and Mark Gillespie. See, this is why I wanted Pope as my keeper, because I was like, this guy might play cup games. Yeah. He didn't... I don't think he did the second... The first week at Caribou Cup. I don't think he played keeper, but, like, they don't have anyone else decent, so why wouldn't he? Um, And then... Damn, we hit a lot of talking points. Is there anyone in this fantasy pool slash EPL who is just not holding up to how they should be playing? Sun is one of them, which we kind of talked about. Yeah. Does anyone else stand out? Uh, I mean, Sun was definitely the first one that came to mind. Um, I guess you could kind of argue, you know, your your Ronaldo and and Jaden Sancho, like they should be. At least Sancho should be, I thought, a little bit more um, of the main guy for, for United's attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see now with, with Anthony coming in. That might Maybe he's just getting blocked out too much. Um, but beyond that, though, I mean... Uh, I do want to point out Jared Bowen got his first shot on target this week. after all these weeks like that's how long it took this guy to kind of figure things out um this is like a crazy question who do you think has more points right now bruno fernandez or juan Cancelo from man city (laughs) um i feel like i would lean towards Cancelo. it it isn't by a half point Erickson and Bruno are tied on points right now. It's Cancelo down by 0.5. So, like, it, it just shows how wild this season has really been in terms of, like, how he started. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of players who he expected to do crazy things. It, it takes me back a year ago. I remember Sala was, like, putting up crazy stat lines last year, the year prior, year prior to that. And I, I don't think I had him in my squad. And now this year to see him kind of like put up duds, it's just like, what? Yeah. Like, what? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, you know, the league's getting more competitive. You know, it 
even those lower end teams and mid table teams seem to be better at competing with the top teams or at least like making them struggle. So mm-hmm. I know interesting I, season ahead. For I, sure. I, I looked at teams seven through twelve in our pool mm-hmm. right now, and I was looking at if they had Holland instead of De Bruyne, they'd have about forty more points. Roughly, and if you put forty more points on everyone's team, yeah, Glenn is number one, Theo is number two, uh, Sammy is number three, and then it goes Alistair, Ryan, Chris, me, you, Daniel, and we're all within fifteen points of each other. That's how big. That's how crazy Holland has been this year. Ugh, <laughs> like it. Like I love this league, but one player has kind of screwed almost the rest of the year up. If he keeps this pace, not even yeah. if he keeps the pace. If he just like, like does okay. Just, yeah, keeps getting like a goal a game. I feel. I feel bad for the newcomers who came in and didn't pick him, aka Jimmy Zach. Uh, I mean, look, Cameron, you, bad mistake not choosing a Man City player. Well, yeah, to not have any City player from the start was just a complete oversight. Like, <laughs> but you know, yeah, you got to keep in mind, like, you really only have to get to November with this team, right? Because the yep. World Cup comes, and then there's one or two games before the January window where you yeah, can not completely a lot. change your team. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's going to be, that's what I've been like toiling with in some of the subs that I could potentially make is like, is it worth subbing out now and then that person potentially getting injured or something? I know, man. I feel like injuries are going to be so crazy by like February. And that's why it's like, you just got to stay close. I don't think, again, for the newcomers who are coming in, I don't think they realize like 100 points is not that big. It looks big now. But like, oh my goodness, things can switch so fast. I remember being down like 60 points, catching up, and then like falling at 150. <laughs> and then just being like, okay, like that, that'll that do. Um, yeah. yeah, it makes it fun. It makes it yeah, fun. For sure. Is there anything else you want to bring up? I think we killed it, man. We were like three hours in or something. Yeah, yeah. I think we finally Ooh. caught up. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I'm going to see you in two days. Yeah, Orlando Open Cup Final. Dude, our house is so we we are right in the thick of things. I if they if Zach wins, I feel like we're oh like we're God. we're in like party zone. I mean, look, having watched like every Sac Republic game, their away form is sometimes lacking. Mm. Um, so. While I would love to see a win, I would love to see a goal scored and, like, obviously be there for that. As long as the team shows up and wants to play and, like, actually puts the effort in, win or lose, I'll, I'll be happy. But, like, that's my only my only hesitation right now is, like, if we go there and they just get stomped, it's going to be, like, so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that would suck. I'm, I won't lie to you. That would suck. That would take the life out of a lot of the party. I'm sure we'll still have a great time regardless. But, yeah. But, boy, if they win. And that's the thing. Like, they had to beat three MLS teams to get here. Could you imagine if they win that night? So. I was like, we ain't fucking sleeping. <laughs> and they've got to get on up. 
plane in the morning. Hey man, you're on you're on. Oh wait, oh, East Coast time is bad for you. Yeah, I they, mean we're gonna be there so such a short time. I don't. Yeah, think it won't affect. It won't affect too much. That'll be fun, man. I hope they win. I hope we can do a live podcast. I'm gonna bring my mic and my camera, and even nice. if it's like a ten minute like like just party on, Wayne, party on, like we just keep it going. Um, that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be cool. All right, man. That wraps it up. Okay. Uh, we did like three hours and some change of a podcast. Oof. Yeah. If anyone has listened to this long, Fucking come on the podcast. Yeah, you're, you're clearly invested like we are. I want to say Glenn listened. I, I do want to like hold that in my memory being where like Glenn, you know, I, I did send him the email when he when he transferred uh, Bowen out from Mitrovich. I sent him the mm. clip of the exact time frame when we talked about him and he didn't <laughs> respond to it and I was like uh oh was that too forward in like my my uh like hey man like you need to do this now or was he like yeah. actually taking our advice I don't know um <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll check our stats on our podcast but this is just fun we just oh, yeah. it's just so easy to talk for hours about this obviously oh, for sure. and once we get yeah. people involved um like even having Zach on today was fucking that was a treat it was yeah. just like it's just cool to have another voice, another opinion, um, another yeah, you know yeah, another yeah. another set of eyes on the on the prize. It's all fun. All right, Chad, I'm off to another draft. I need to eat some food. It's, it's nine o'clock. I'm I'm pretty good. All righty. I will see you on Tuesday. Um, if your flight's delayed, let me know. I will go get the beer. If not, we will Uber to our Airbnb and go from there. Yeah, I'm hoping it's just smooth sailing the whole way. It but... better be. Get your steam deck, please. Ugh, it's estimated to come in Saturday. So oh, wait. I'll Sat- come like, to it. No, oh, next Saturday? Yeah. Oh, bummer. All right. It'll be my, my motivation on the yeah. way home. God, so. make this a quick, quick, please. <laughs> All right, Chad. Until then. Thank you. Uh, hooligans out. See ya. Peace.